So uh, usually we have like an opening thing where it's just like, so I guess I'll just be like, oh, The Last of Us Part 2. It's like a movie. Because, you know, video games, gameplay, but they're cinematic. It's like a movie. It's got actors in it. Also, I, would, I guess other movie things would be, who cares about Justice League? The first two movies weren't good. Why do you think Justice League's going to be any better? Boom. We've got a movie thing said. Play the intro. <laughs> <laughs> it's meandering movies listening to Gary Ryan and Gavin. It's all about films, but goes off course. Will there be arguments? Of course, because everyone knows their lives are dull and they have nothing else to talk about. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Meandering Movie Podcast. Uh, this week, well, this is going to be a bonus episode. This is going to be something very different because uh, currently we are still on hiatus. Uh, Gary and Ryan are not here this time. We're, we're losing people by the bonus episode. So you just have maybe your least favourite person of the podcast, Gavin, hosting for you today. Uh, and I really, I just played The Last of Us Part 2 recently and I really wanted to talk about it. And the only other person who I know that's currently played it and uh, likes me hopefully, uh, is my good friend Ross. Hi, how are you doing? Um, thanks for the flattering intro there. I'm the only person you know that's played it, so <laughs> how else am I going to get to do it? Uh, Fair enough. That's not how I feel. I feel you. Uh, we've known each other for over 20 years at this point. Uh, what years? Yeah, it's good 20 years. And when it comes to video games, we're we're the primary people that talk to each other. When it, Obviously, like Gary every so often, he's a big video game guy, but... Uh, well, you've largely stopped playing many video games. <laughs> yes. Uh, just the big ones. Which is an interesting thing when it comes to The Last of Us Part 2 is before this I've stopped playing video games because I'd lost interest. I wasn't mm-hmm. excited to play video games anymore. But my love for The Last of Us meant I had to come back to the world of video games and the industry. And Yeah, I think just to put it in context, I think the last thing you actually probably played properly was God of War. Probably, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I tried Red Dead Redemption 2 and I gave up. It's bloody long. I think oh, I played Spider-Man, but I didn't really... Like, it was fun, but it didn't do anything for me. Like, the last game I cared about was God of War. Yeah. And then The Last of Us was like the last hurrah of gameplay. I mean... Which was now seven years ago. It was. <laughs> we're old, Ross. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we're just going to do like a wee review slash spoiler cast of The Last of Us Part 2. And I'm just going to... You'll already see it in the title if, if you care about it or not, but this is going to have full spoilers. We are not going to shy away from all of the terrible things that happen. I don't think you could. No, it would be kind of difficult to talk about this game without going into all the spoilers They're really happen. short. So I'm going to sound the spoiler clacks and, and after you hear the spoiler clacks and it's just game on. Just just get ready for it. So play play the wee noise there, Gavin. Aha! Thanks, Gavin. That was great. That was the spoiler clacks. And so we're just going to get straight into it. What did you think of the last... Well, I should give some context. You and I have not spoken about our feelings on the game yet. Uh, no. We've um, given some general ideas, but I was like, hey, Ross, let's just record a podcast, but let's not tell each other what we think until we sit down and turn our mics on. So now I'm really excited to finally talk to you and being, what did you think? Well, going by the fact you've invited me here to do this, I'm going to go and guess you enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. I absolutely loved it. Um, it's one of the best games I've played in years. Probably, It's, it's probably the best game I've played since... Um, since The Last of Us. Um, that was a really big year, for I think, for me in gaming, because The Last of Us, 
it came out, although I didn't really play it until like, I think 2014 or 15. Yeah. yeah, I didn't have a PS3, so I borrowed yours. Yeah, you know, I was very, I'm a very kind friend. You're a lovely person. <laughs> um, the other big game I played that year was Bioshock Infinite, which yeah. was again. Um, that I mean, was such a yeah formative year in terms of those two games. Yeah, kind of story based um, actors and stuff, because Troy Baker, I think, played both yeah. lead roles. Um, but The Last of Us 2, I absolutely loved it. Um, I was about. I was. When I first heard that The Last of Us was going to be a standalone, they weren't going to do any sequels, and then obviously they saw how well it sold, yeah. and then resold once they're on the remaster for the PlayStation Plus 4. Plus just the general reception from like the media and stuff, and from fans and everything. Like, Yeah, they were like, this it, is one of the best it, things ever made. It won best bit of the media, never mind a game. Yeah. Um, so they decided to do a second one. I was a bit apprehensive. How are they going to tackle it? Are they just going to do straight, completely different characters? Same world, what are they going to do? Uh, and then I saw the first trailer, which out came out what, a couple of years ago. Yeah, it was like ETH, like four years ago, I think they did an E3. I think it was a, yeah, it was like a Firefly thing and a. And then Ellie was on a bed playing a guitar and she yeah. was like, I'm going to fucking kill them all. And Joe was like, oh, like, what's up and stuff? And then just like, The Last of Us Part 2. And we're like, yeah. okay. And then I think the year after that, they came out with the. Um, characters we didn't know it turned out to be a cinematic in the game yeah um, uh, about halfway through it um, yeah, well, we don't even know who Abby is um, we don't know any of the other characters in it you just see someone being t- tied up and start to be hung I remember the, the one they did where it was the barn scene where it's Dina and Ellie and they're dancing and stuff and it also intercuts with like um, I think Ellie's fighting the seraphites and that thing it kind of cuts yeah, back and forth and then it, I think it ended with the Abby thing of like Abby being strung up uh, and they're, they're going to hang her well I think that's the same E3 where they built the, they done the weird studios thing so they took all the press people and shoved them into giant um, sets they'd constructed and the last of us one was the barn yeah, what, dance yeah, that, yeah. they built the full thing and they had uh, Gustavo Santinello like, come out yeah he done a wee intro oh that was great and then they shoved everyone into the was it Ghost of Tsushima that's yeah. coming out next and month. they had the wee guy play the flute yeah and you were like what this is the strangest press conference it I've was, ever seen because I wasn't like obviously we loved the last of us stuff because you were like it's more last of us but that conference was Weird. Over the top. Over the top. Unnecessary. Yeah. I was like, look how much money we've got. I kind of. I guess the good thing that's come from the lockdown is now all these studios are just like, let's just make a pre-edited, pre-packaged kind of hour-long video and just show you games. We'll, yeah. We'll cut out all the E3 nonsense of just like a guy, like a guy in a suit coming in and goes, "We care about fans and we want to experience." Like, Shut up. And just show me the game. It's like that's all with the buzzwords see. in there. Well, if you gotta get those buzzwords and play those drinking games. Connectivity, revolutionary, but. Like what did you think of The Last of Us? The Last two? of Us Part 2 was a fucking... And I'm so... It's going to be weird not having Ryan here to just do the wank hand signal. So every so often when I see wanky things, if you want to just give me wank That's hand signals, that. that'd be great. Uh, the Last of Us Part 2 was a fucking unrelenting journey. And it was... You're already laughing at me. <laughs> there we go. There's the wank hand signal. That only took about 10 seconds. I know. I, I get there fast. You know, I like to finish up. The ladies love it. Uh, for me, I... We just have to say off the fact, off the right, just get to it. Joel dies early, early, uh, about two hours in, maybe two and a half hours in. I was, it felt to me like an hour, but yeah, it could have been. Yeah, but because there's a whole lead up. I can't obviously. judge the pacing of that game. It just, it's, I can't pace, tell how long I've been in it. The it pacing just, will be an interesting thing to get to because it, it is a, maybe my biggest gripe with the game. All right, but like the beginning of the game was like it's Joel and Ellie and. You are Ellie, and you're kind of wandering around. You're getting to know Dina. You're you're going through the, the kind of daily life. You can see there's a bit of 
friction or distance between Joel and Ellie, but you don't really know much about it. And then you start playing as Abby, and you're kind of thrown into it, and you're like, who the fuck is this person? Yeah. Who are all these people? Why are they here? And the Abby stuff is where you get most of the initial kind of intense gameplay, because she's like, she's sneaking around, she's killing runners and stuff. And giant arms. <sighs> she's so... Ripped, which is a comfortably bench press me. It's a, it's a, which is a great aspect of that character, which we can dive into. But when the game gets to that moment where Joel and Tommy walk into that room, and they're like, "Oh, I'm Tommy, yeah, and this is my brother Joel and stuff," and he's like, "You all act like you, you know us or something," and there's just that kind of yeah. pause, and you're just like, "Oh," because you know they're there for someone, because they, they get to Jackson, they're just like, "Oh, how are we going to get him out?" and blah blah blah, and then. She shoots him in the leg. She shotguns him in the leg, and I'm just like, "Oh no, I lose. I lost my shit." And then you you switch to Ellie, and we have. I mean, I've got the fucking The Last of Us tattooed on my goddamn arm. I love this game. It, it means so much to me. These characters mean so much to me. So when Joel, just to clarify, which tattoo are you talking about? Just this tattoo on my left arm, not which the one is of the fireflies, which is a group Abby was part of. It's funny you say this because <laughs> when I got to that segment and Abby shotguns him in the leg, and then she takes out the golf club, and she's like, "You stupid old man! Like, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna make you suffer and all yeah. this kind of stuff." And she starts hitting him. I was like, I literally thought in my head, of like, I might have to get like a wee red circle and a cross mark through the firefly tattoo to be like, I can't be supporters of these. There's people. some other tattoos first you may yeah. work on, but yeah, we'll get we'll leave that. Yeah, this one's quite good. But then you get to Ellie and you have that panic that she has mm. of because she thinks that Joel's maybe got taken by a clicker or something like that. She she has no idea what's going on. Do you, it reminded me uh, if you remember in the the Last of Us um, Part One or just the Last of Us, what we're calling it. Yeah. Um, there's during the winter segment, um, Ellie is oh, it's, a, it's not Troy Baker. Who's the other famous guy? Nolan North. Yeah, yeah. Um, who the character he plays? Where he's David. Yeah, where he's. Um, Joel's kind of uh, was in a basement or something he's been stabbed uh, Ellie was by herself and then th- this character David was starting to do some inappropriate things to her and you could see what way it was going yeah. and then it switched back to um, it was a kind of similar thing we switched back to the other character yeah. and you can it's the same kind of intensity and you're thinking Christ I need to do something with us yeah it's you, you come back as Joel and then he's torturing that guy. He's just like, he's like, I'm going to pop your kneecap out. I, that, for some reason, that line always stuck in my head of just the image of like him putting a knife in behind a man's kneecap and pop it out. I'm just like, I never got that, but it says something. You know, you know, but then you, like, yeah, that's a great point of just like, you're then Joel and you go to that town where these cannibal people are and you have that panic of like, I need to get to her because like you have that that protective kind of father bond Which that Joel is, has. It's strange for, I don't know how many people listening to this won't really play video games or haven't played this before, but it's something you, you do get with films, but you don't get it as much that there's actions you actually take have an influence on what happens to yeah. the story. Um, granted, it's not like a choice-based game, but um, it, you get that feeling that, oh, I need to do something with this. Yeah. This is my th- people that are I doing this Maybe not as much in movies unless it's a movie that's got like multiple sequels where you really, really connect like a Harry Potter or something. Yeah. Like by the seventh movie, you're like, you feel like you are part of Harry's story. Yeah, I grew up with these kids, exactly. same age as me. I, get, I think a show like a Game of Thrones is maybe yeah. closer to what it's like. Of like, by the time you get to like fifth, sixth, or the sixth, or the seventh season, like everyone has their characters they care about. Like, I was always a Jamie guy by the end, I cared about Jamie. I didn't love, love Jamie, exactly. Uh, yeah, because obviously, most films uh, 90 minutes, two hours, two hours and a half, yeah, uh, whatever. Um, Games, generally speaking, most story-based games are about 8 hours to 12. Uh, these kind of longer-based games where you're spending 
Um, I can't remember how long Last of Us actually was, the first one. I think it was like 15 or 16 hours. So you see you spent 16 hours with them. Most people I know have played that game at least twice. I think I've played it probably three or four times. Yeah, I've done it three times at this point. Um, so that amount of time you're spending with the characters, plus there was a DLC for The Last of Us game, yeah. was it Left Behind? Yeah, Left Behind, Ellie yeah, and Riley's story. Great in itself. So you're spending all that time and then you add in all the hours you're spending The Last of Us Part 2. You're spending well over a day with these characters. Yeah. It's just the you, the TV, your controller. Um, I was playing it with noise cancelling headphones in the dark, which was terrifying at points. Yeah, I was the same. I turned the lights off. I sat in front of the TV. Audio Boy was very kind uh, to leave the room and go into uh, his own room and just give me the the peace of mind to just be with these characters in this story. Uh, you do become that much more. Um kind of not linked, but you feel it that much more. The, the characters feel that much more close to you. Um, and, and then, was an interesting question I have for you because I've always felt this is when you finished the first Last of Us game, how did you then feel about Joel as a character? Because obviously you'd played as Joel for so long. Because oh. for me, I felt Joel was in the end with the final decisions he makes, not that he's bad that he is the bad guy but not in terms of like he's not a Thanos type bad guy he's no. he's not got these malice evil horrible intents to like ch- kill hundreds of lives but he has selfish reasons mm-hmm. that paint him in a picture that I thought made him more of an antagonist to that story than he was a protagonist I, d- I don't know if it goes far as he was more of an antagonist um, correct me if I'm wrong the main decision at the end of the game uh, the, the first one, for anyone that doesn't know, um, Ellie, uh, the kind of other main character, um, is the only person that's known to be immune to this fungal slash zombie yeah, infection. Thing. Um, and Joel was tasked with taking her to a group called the Fireflies, Gavin's tattoo, um, in order for them to see if they could create a cure for her. However, it turned out that they would have to kill her in order to do this. Joel wasn't happy it was with it. around her brainstem and stuff. Yeah. Have to. So they were going to have to do it. Joel wasn't happy about it, so he went and rescued her and then disappeared for the hospital we'd taken them to while killing some people in the way. Now, that kind of very end sequence there where he goes into the operating theatre and takes her, um, it's, I think, replayed... Or you go back to it a couple of times, the corridor, like yeah, three or four times, I think. Three or four times as Ellie and as Abby. As Abby. See at the end of the last phase, it, it, I'm pretty sure you've got a choice whether or not you kill the doctor. No, you don't have a choice. Do you not have a choice? No, yeah, like, like you the, can either shoot him or you have to fight him. Was that it? Yeah, you're the only thing you can, the only choice you really have is how do you kill this doctor? Right, right, okay. Is like it because, which is a problem I guess some people might have with the first Last of Us, and I don't know if you feel this is or with the Last of Us as like a story kind of game, is we a lot of games now and for a long time have always been. Uh, this is your world, this is your character, this is your story, you tell it how you want to tell it, you choose option A or option B or blah, and The Last of Us very much of, this is Joel and Ellie's story, The Last of Us is, this is their world, and you're a part of it, but you don't get to decide how, you don't think the way they think, you just have to be a kind of, uh, a tool towards their decision making. Yeah. And so at the end of The Last of Us, you have to kill that doctor and save Ellie, you, have, you don't get to choose anything else, this is Joel doing this. I love that because I'm a, as a movie guy, I'm here to see a, a guy tell his story. Neil Druckmann and the people at Naughty Dog, they tell their story. See, but, yeah, if you want that, go and play Fallout. Go exactly, and play The Elder Scrolls. Exactly. Go and play Under the Outer Worlds. Something that's like an open-base RPG where you make decisions. Oh, what if we have an absolute badass? Oh, what if we have a great guy? Yeah. Someone in between. See, it's, it, it's, not, it's not for that. 
no. the last of us it's a we've got this story to tell we're going to tell it in a really brutal way we'll let you come along for the ride and you're going to see different aspects of it from different perspectives but it's our story to tell not yours yeah and I love that personally I know yeah, for, for a lot of other people that's no objections to that at all but then yeah leading into The Last of Us Part 2 with Joel and Ellie we I think because of our connection to the first game that we spent so much time with them and that so many years have passed where you've, we've maybe built them up on pedestals of Joel and Ellie. Joel is this great man. Ellie is this great little girl and they are great. But they, they've done a lot of terrible yeah. things. They are bad people. And that comes back to obviously bite Joel in the ass big time because he gets beaten to death with a golf club. Well, yeah, true. But at the start of the game, we don't actually know why. We can assume, and it turns out that True. is actually the reason. Yeah, he's the decision at the end of the Last of Us. There's a discussion between Dina and Ellie, where it's just like, oh, it could have been Fireflies, or it could have been these smugglers people. from Boston. Smugglers from Boston. He was a smuggler for like was it twenty odd years? Yeah, the prologue like, of Last of Us and the start of the game. I think is that much time is between his daughter dying and then. Yeah, so there's like twenty years of life we don't know about. We know he was a smuggler because that's how you he, he, he introduced him. Tommy wear Fireflies for a short time. Right, yeah. So it's like, they've done... And obviously the Joel we play as in The Last of Us, that scene where it's like, I'll pop your kneecap out with a fucking knife. Joel has done terrible things, and in The Last of Us does terrible things. So then when you get to The Last of Us Part 2, and they kill Joel, what was your reaction when they killed Joel? I kind of... I didn't... I knew it was coming. Yes. Because you could tell, you know, you were, maybe get into the game, you weren't entirely sure, but you think something's good, there has to be some kind of catalyst to, they've got this cushy life, they're living in Jackson, it's lovely, something needs to happen, what's going to happen? Christ, they're probably going to kill one of the main characters. Well, Ellie's in the game, I know that. Yeah. She's on the box cover, they're not going to kill the, her in the, the first game. gameplay in the trailers and stuff. Yeah, whereas Joel is in some of it, not all of it, you're like, okay, in the back of your head's, it's probably going to be Joel that's going to die. And then obviously this, they come across Abby, yeah, this is oh, it's my brother Joel, and she's like, oh, cool. And then, then obviously the bit with the shotgun comes, and laterally when you play as Ellie, get into bursting, walking down that staircase, bursting into the room, you can hear screams, oh. which was a bit gut wrenching. Um, and then you see Abby setting about with a golf club. It's a bit of a cruel method to kill somebody. But when, as we learn later on, I can see why she went that route. It's somewhat justified. Yeah, yeah, I, I get it. Um, but yeah, it was it was a difficult watch. It's, yeah, especially when you see. The what she's done to Joel when you see his face and all that kind of stuff, yeah, and you hear mangled. the pain and like the, mm. the kind of gurgled, and that's another, that kind of that moment for me kind of drifts back to what we were saying earlier. In that moment, it's a cutscene. You have you don't have any control. You just you watch it, mm-hmm. and all you want to do is be Ellie. You want to like fight out of that kind of hold they've got you in. You want to get your knife and you just want to fucking chunk Abby's head right off with it or something like that. But obviously, you don't because this is Neil Druckmann and Naughty Dog Story, you don't have that control. But the minute that moment happens and it kind of cuts to black, what was your what was your emotional reaction to that? It was kind of gut-wrenching. You're like, oh, fuck. And then you're thinking, right, where's it going to go from here? Because you don't really... Obviously, it turns out they've managed to identify one of the patches they were wearing yeah. so they know what kind of general area of the country they came from, which allows just sort of progress. But you're thinking, what now? I'm struggling to go over it and it's a video game I don't even know the character yeah. how's Ellie feeling? yeah it's it's a weird thing because for me it was like that moment happened and then just like, I, had to, I had to stop the game kind of step away I went and had a cigarette I was kind of like fucking hell <laughs> I was just like I'd feel like I'd because I'd felt like I'd lost someone I knew and I cared about were you going through the stages of grief? I was, I was going through denial and acceptance <laughs> and all this kind of stuff but that's the incredible thing about The Last of Us like it could make me feel that way yeah. about a fucking a fictional one, for, one a fictional character but one 
one that's completely made up on a computer. It's it's not an actor. It's not fucking Killian yeah. Murphy. It's not, it's not even his. It's not even his likeness. Yeah, it doesn't even look like Troy Baker. It's yeah. just like, but it, it made me feel that way. And then I had that kind of sadness, and I, I was really upset about the loss of Joel. But then the anger came of like, I'm gonna fucking find this bitch, yeah. and I'm gonna savagely kill this bitch. That, does that thing is like that's not the end of the story. You're only at the start of the game. You know, there's there's something coming. There's revenge. There's the rest of it. Yeah. And you know, kind of, I'm probably going to get the opportunity to set this right, and it's going to be quite satisfying. So you continue playing the game. Oh yes, all my audio boys like Gavin. What the fuck's going on with you? <laughs> Can I come back in the living room yet? And I'm just like, eh, no, yeah. no, it's not going to happen. Sorry, give me a couple of days. Sorry, you've decided to live with me. Uh, but yeah, the, then you set off with Dina, uh, and I feel it's not until this probably plays into my pacing issues. It's not until you and Dina get to Seattle, and there's that first kind of open area you're able to yeah, explore which was brilliant that I feel the actual and this is a, maybe a stupid thing to say and people would make fun of this but this is where the game for me it's almost have the rest it's just a prologue exactly yeah like, I know what you mean like the opening of The Last of Us boom that's one of the best openings to a game ever I've just like here's these two characters oh. here's the situation you have that control and you're running and you, you don't have the control over saving your daughter and all that kind of stuff but it hits you and you're like, fuck, I am in, let's do this. Whereas The Last of Us Part 2, I guess because we know these characters, we know this game, it's more of a slow burn to get to... Yeah, because they can't really... I mean, it, they probably could have done it in some way, but you, you couldn't do the same thing again with The Last of Us Part 1, yeah. where you had that kind of um, 20-minute yeah, something, something like that. that yeah. Which is, there's let's plays with like grandparents playing it and stuff like that grandparents play the last and I keep for some reason stupidly watching it and every time I watch it I was like this is just going to hurt at the end the bit, the bit I love I can't remember if it was on the um, re-release that they've done but see the behind the scenes where you see them filming it hmm. doing the mocap yeah. stuff and the actors are actually like fucking taking five minutes after it because you can tell how, emo- how much emotion they're putting into it but it's funny you say that because when I was playing the last was part two I'd kept having because now obviously I've watched a lot of behind the scenes stuff for The Last of Us and I've watched a lot of interviews and I've uh, really like Troy Baker and Ashley Johnson and all these actors and actresses really love them and I'm just thinking like stuff that happens in part two like god this must have been rough to fucking film like the Joel death scene I can't imagine how fucking awful that must have been especially because like I know he's got there's some flashbacks and stuff I don't know what order they filmed this in if they're not chronological or just had a random shooting schedule for it but that would have been difficult because that's like a Probably his most famous character. Yeah, he's, he's he's what he's known for. He won a did he win a BAFTA? No, actually, Johnson won a BAFTA and he was nominated. He got nominated for a fucking but BAFTA. I think this calls back to something you said earlier of that year that Last of Us came out, also Bashing Infinite came out, and I think that's maybe where you and I both became aware of who this Troy Baker person yeah. was because it was just like, who is this guy that's been a part of two incredible characters? And I, I I don't know if it is the case, but for me that was where Troy Baker became. He became the Nolan North because Nolan North's always been like he's Nathan Drake and he's in every game mm-hmm. and he voices everything. And Troy Baker's gone on to become that person, but it's Joel's a character that I think defines his. Well, not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> not expanding that one. Um, yeah, so she, they head up to Seattle, so the game actually properly starts. You, yeah, you actually have more control to do things. Yeah, it feels similar to the game that we've. The last was was the same yeah. bit of gameplay mechanics and. Um, it's a bit more at the very start open worldy. Yeah, it's a kind of small area, but you can. I was expecting because they did that with Uncharted Four. They had those segments where, like, you yeah, the bit the desert with the truck and yeah, all you're that in the car, and you can drive around. Oh, yeah. And you, and I like I, once we finally got to that gameplay 
moment of like ride around with Dina and have those conversations and like loot things and like oh don't go into the courthouse right now because they're shutting in there like I was like this is I'm so happy right yeah, now this like, is great it's like I'd, I'd started to forget about the trauma of losing Joel and I was like forming this new relationship with Dina which Dina's a whole problem for me in a, a different reason are you not a fan of Shannon Woodward uh, no the my, actress that voices her but doesn't play the mocap character my, I don't know why they're different my main problem that I had with Dina and this is a weird thing I'll probably end up cutting out is she looked a lot like someone I, I once knew and it fucked I'll with, speak to you after that yes did you, did I you, know exactly who you're talking about yeah yeah. for me with Dina I had those I had really weird mixed feelings because she looked like someone I knew in my personal yeah. life but I'm trying to form this new relationship in game with I can with totally the see why that would be an issue yes uh, yeah as I was saying the kind of mocap was done by the, and the voice acting was done by different people yeah. which for me I just, I just didn't get the point in it if it was I mean it was a schedule on issue but I don't think Shannon Woodward's that busy yeah I don't know um, I mean she's in is that show Westworld yes she's quite big in Westworld I think she's still in that she doesn't really do much else I mean I guess the good thing is it isn't much of an issue in terms of like no I mean it holds up there isn't any and it, you don't get a kind of disconnect between oh you're, you're thinking she's trying to do this emotional performance but she wasn't there when they were acting out I mean I, I, don't, I never noticed yeah, that for me I, like, I didn't know about this until you said it there that it was two different people so you don't notice she doesn't look a thing like Shannon Woodward well I never really looked up the who the people looked like because then it always then oh, oh, I follow Shannon Woodward on Twitter. I've oh. done for years, and she was obviously saying. Oh, By the way, when the trailer came out three years ago, I'm doing a character in Last of Us. Uh, Good actress. Um, yeah, that segment where you go into the synagogue, and she's like, "This is a synagogue." I feel it slowly introduces you back into the game, the yes. courthouse, the bank. The bank was the, the like the best part for me of that. I was just like, "Oh, I forgot what the dread is like of the clickers and like the pace of these kind of interactions with them." Mm-hmm. Which this game has some. Oh. Fucking intense moments. You talk about the hospital with Abby. The, the hospital with Abby, and also when you go down into like the sewer area with Ellie, and like maybe it's when you're chasing after Nora in, in the hospital. Yeah, and then you and her fall down in there, and you've got that kind of subway like area, and there's like clickers, and there's also WLF guys. Oh, that's with uh, Dana. Um, yeah, that's. Just before you find the cinema where you set up base, yes, yes, because it's like yeah. oh, they've got it red. I don't know if it's f- flares they're using to yeah. light it, so it's lit in this really eerie red thing. You've got WLF coming looking for you, and then clickers, and you can throw bottles and get them to fight with each other. Which is, I guess, with the gameplay, is there's not much of an evolution of the gameplay. It's- I'd say there was quite a big. For me, it felt like quite a big thing with the whole movement system. The movement, definitely. You can be able to go prone. Yeah. um, And crawl under things, under trucks to get away from people. They've obviously built in segments of the levels and stuff. Yeah. Um, There was that bit um, in the shopping mall where it's half it's underwater. Yeah. How good was that? I think that that's for me the gameplay is of two places. Of. In one side, it's like the basic structure hasn't changed. Of just like you have your your interactions with human characters who have guns and they move around and you try and like keep on your toes. Yeah. And then you've got your interactions with runners and clickers and some of the new uh, fucking like the shamblers. Fuck the shamblers! I never knew how to interact. Like I can't sneak around them. I can't if I take shamblers them up. can see, can't they? I think yeah, I think it so. It was never actually told whether they can, and I'm no. still not entirely sure. I just assumed they could and I, just stayed away from them. Anytime I saw a Shambler, my two reactions was either just sneak around it or get the shotgun ready if I'm lucky enough to have any ammo. Oh, uh, see, it. I was doing see those um, kind of tripwire bomb things that Ellie makes. Yeah, I was doing loads of them, and then planting them and throwing a bottle while sneaking around the corner, and That's, then that way they were only one shot. I think 
uh, yeah, the basic structure is the same, but the best thing this game has gameplay-wise is the variety in which you can approach situation. Yeah. Because that when you're talking about where you're in, it's like a yeah, this shopping mall, and the and it sounds so quaint and silly to say, but they add in the aspect of swimming in water, and so you've got. The, the mall's like two or the mall's three levels so you can either yep. go under the water you've got the ground floor and then you've got the first floor and then you've got characters on all levels and there's maybe like 10 or 12 of them and, and your just, objective is to steal a boat at the far end yeah. of the mall that's it uh, I found out because I was like fuck it I'll just go for the boat I'll try and get out of here it takes a while to get that boat going and you get shot real fast because yeah. they're just like who the fuck is that shoot someone's come stealing our boat <laughs> yeah it's like well, it's not gonna we're not gonna let this fly but the variety in which you can approach, because I can imagine for you and I, because we have different gameplay styles a lot of the time. I feel, I, I you're good at games and I'm not. Uh, is you could have played a scenario out completely different to how I ever would have hundred different ways touched it. Yeah, yeah. I think the first time, because I remember there was a lot of segments in the first Last of Us where I was like, this game, like there was gameplay moments where I'm like, oh, I can breathe afterwards because it's so intense. And the first time that happens in part two is when you get to Hillcrest and you're trying to work through the houses to get to Tommy. And oh, at the end it of turns it, out it's not Tommy. It's Jesse. At the yeah. End. That segment's, like, incredible. Yeah, I know I, I know what you're saying as in these intense moments and you'd be a wee bit of kind of, maybe a puzzle or something. Yeah. You're like, throw rope through this. You get this generator with power in it. The safe number. Yeah. I, I, how, many, how cool were those safe bits? You have to read loads of stuff and it's like, yeah, oh, by the way, safe to comment like the Earth apartment numbers and your apartment numbers and you have to go and find their apartment. Yeah. Stuff like that. It's good fun. And then they would trick you out sometimes and they're like, oh, that's there. And it's like, oh, it's not actually because you have to, do, it's a different thing over here that you'd, if you'd looked for, you'd have found and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, actually changed that. That's the old safe combination. Yeah. You're like, um, yeah. I, I didn't think there was as many of those moments where it, I don't know, maybe it was just because I played it really quick because I happen to be lucky enough to be an annual leave just now for my work. Which is good fun. Congratulations. Thanks. Um, I go back on Saturday. I'm not looking forward to it. Um, it felt as if there was less of those kind of calm down moments. It felt as if I was going to heavy encounter after heavy encounter yeah. after yeah. heavy encounter. I was, I was fucking mentally tired after some of the... And I was like, you know what, I'm just going to stop tonight and play some, uh, watch some Netflix or something just to chill. Yeah. I, I'm fucked. I feel exactly the same. Of I played the last... I got it on release day and I played it Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Finished like 2, 3 a.m. on the Sunday, I feel. Uh, took me 23 hours and 46 minutes to do it yeah and friday saturday sunday i had some of the best sleeps of my life because after it <laughs> i was mean? exhausted like which is again sounds so stupid to say because it's like it's a video game blah blah but it's not only the gameplay is like really intense and like you're in it and like for example a single encounter like that that encounter at the mall that single counter can go on for like 20 minutes you yeah, can be you there could, if you keep you could actually be there just doing it properly for 20 minutes depending yeah. how you want to play it you can mess up and die in which case you need to go back to the start of the encounter yeah there's you could be in something for an hour i mean if it probably was only about 20 minutes or something but, but see if, that but i was sitting at the bottom of the hospital yeah when you're playing as abby and you fall in and then that weird creature thing like the amalgamation of a couple of it, that i thought i was going to throw my controller through the fucking tv at that that was driving me i mental. feel I don't because this is the the fun thing getting to actually speak to other people about their experience with the game. I feel I got real lucky in that encounter because I came into it and I just had, I was just ammoed up and I was ready to go without even knowing I needed to be ready to go. I think they gave you ammo in advance of it. I know. I just mean I'm just like like all my because 
I'm not good at games anymore. I used to be, not anymore. I would find myself entering into so many encounters where I'm like, oh shit, I need my rifle. And I would pull my rifle out and it wasn't loaded or ready to go. Yeah, and I'm just like, like, I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. But the only time I was, for some reason, subconsciously ready to go is I walked into that that situation with that Resident Evil style monster boss thing and every gun was loaded and ready to go. I had all my trip mines ready. I had all my smoke bombs and I was like, here we fucking go. And I, I did it in like my second or third try. But when that second thing breaks off... Oh, yeah, was it was that... It wasn't a clicker, was it? No, I don't know. It, it kind of looked like a clicker. It was like one of those... I can't remember the names, but the ones that when you use your uh, sense mode, you can't see Other them. Other it Not as a... It wasn't a runner, it's a... Shimmer? What's a hide? Sh- oh, yeah, sh- Shimmer or something? I can't remember. No, the, the horse was named... Names was Shimmer. But it's like... It was. Oh, rest in peace, Shimmer and Alice. How scary was that when that horse got blown up? Oh, I'd shat myself. It came from absolutely nowhere. Because... You lose a lot in The Last of Us, yeah. part two. Like, Joel, for example. I'm not going to lie. See, as soon as I saw that horse, I was like, that horse is not lasting this game. True, but losing Shimmer, rough. But oh. Alice. Oh, the fucking dog. The path of Alice, where you're like, first oh. you kill Alice, and then you get to make a connection with Alice, which is a great thing about the game, which we'll get into. Video game creators, studios, directors, and film writers really need to stop putting dogs as emo- emotional devices and things. I, I'm just fucking killing me. Even ever since John Wick. Yeah. Also... Marley and me. Because uh, you have two beautiful little dogs, yeah. Al- Alfie and Mia. Uh, you love them dearly. Mia is like your daughter. Mm. Uh, I can imagine... Because uh, you popped in my head a couple of times because I knew we were going to be talking about this game. Is Why, of all the things they had to add to The Last of Us Part 2, did it have to be... Uh, sniffer dogs Don't get me wrong It makes sense See if you're sitting there a meeting Right guys We've got The Last of Us 2 Coming up What do you think A new enemy types To put in it Or kind of Creatures now Like uh, kind of Human type Like uh, You've got the brute things You've got the guys With the snipers You've got the um, What would What would a natural You've got this big organisation Which you're up against The WLF Which apparently Is also wolves Yeah Because it sounds like it What kind of thing would It would make sense They would have loads of dogs And then you get to see that As Abby um, when you the, go back the, to day the, the one the kennels and stuff yeah um, the kennels the setup they've got in the stadium and it's like there must be what f- 20, 40 dogs yeah. something like that all kennels. German shepherds luckily uh, yeah um, you get to play fetch with <laughs> you, you play fetch with Alice twice the <sighs> but see here's the thing when it comes to Neil Druckmann and Naughty Dog but this is you only play fetch after you've killed her as yes. Ellie it's a flashback yeah god it's cruel it's fucking horrible Uh but yeah, that's another element to the gameplay uh, is they bring in the sniffer dogs and then see, oh, and this breaks your heart. If you kill the owner, but not the dog, the dog then starts whimpering and trying to find its owner, but it's the owner's dead with an arrow in its fucking head. And you're just like... You know what's worse? See, when you set it on fire using a Molotov oh cocktail and the owner and they're beautiful, the dog whimpering because it's yeah. on fire. I, it's horrible. I started playing encounters trying to not kill the dogs just same. Either just kill the owners or not kill anyone, which is another great element to the gameplay. Hard, but doable. You, yeah, you can play a lot of those encounters, and you can try and get through it with killing as little as possible, if no one. I got through like one encounter when you're on the Seraphite Island, near the end, where it's like you get to a big cornfield, and it's quite expansive. And I, it, yeah, I remember that. I got to that bit, and I'm just like, I'm not... I don't have the stamina to fight anymore. <laughs> I feel like I've, I've done so much to get here. I'm like, I can't have another eight minute shootout where I waste all of my ammo and get fucking annihilated. 
I'm going to fucking Assassin's Creed my way through these goddamn bushes <laughs> if it's the last thing I do. And I'll, I'll, Leap of faith, aren't you? I'm going to fucking leap of faith my, my fucking life out of here. And I was able to do that. But yeah, the, the, the sniffer dog element of just like, they've got your scent and it's just like, you can run, you can cause a distraction or you can just fucking kill the poor If bastards. I had to kill the dogs, I was going with explosives because I wanted to be quick. For this artificial dog. But, but that situation in Hillcrest is a perfect example of like, that encounter you, you that keep seems to go on for so it long it goes on for a really long time maybe like 25 minutes or so because you you keep moving through like you, you get to one suburb there's a couple of houses guys up and down or girls up and down they're on multiple different levels and you get through it and you're like and then you're right into another one again and it drops it drops you in and there's like four guys and they rush you and like okay I've got through them and you get past them oh you're there's now another suburb and you're in this suburb and it keeps going and keeps going and keeps going and then you get to that bit where Jesse's like oh you think I'd let you do this alone and then that kind of uncharted esque moment happens. Oh, the, yeah. Which, how did you feel about? Because obviously, Uncharted Four was a massive uh, success. I loved it. The gameplay mm. was a huge evolution for it's that fun. franchise. But bringing those Uncharted moments into The Last of Us, like when you're in the car or when I mean, you're on the horse, they're few and far between. Yeah. Uh, do you just mean the exploration stuff on the horse? No, I mean like when you're on a Seraphite island and stuff and you're, you're like running through the... Oh, as in, yeah, shoot them as there's like set pieces going yeah, off. Yeah, big set pieces. Always like f- quick time events, but not quite. Yeah. I actually think some of them might have been. Um, I mean, they're few and far between. What is that, two? Yeah, I can think... In a 20-hour game or a 25-hour oh, the, the, game. The other one would be when you're your first play as Abbey and you're in the back of the Humvee and like the Seraphites attack. Yeah, so it's three three parts of a 25-hour game that maybe in most they all end last five minutes. Yeah. That's for all three, collectively. It's not really that big a deal. I mean, it, it kind of moves the story on. It gets you from... Um, it does make you it get progresses quicker. You quickly. Um, it, on the, the Seraphite Island, or the Scars, what are we going to... Um, getting to see the place burning down as you're riding through it was <sighs> cool. It's like it some great. It's like a, something out of like Apocalypse Now or something, just watching like this whole other story. And I'm going to keep saying this, is there's something else we'll talk about in a minute, because there's so much I want to talk about. But just seeing that, the ending of that story unfold, of this kind of, the set of fights and the wolves coming together for this massive fight. And I think it's a scene where you and Lev are on the boat rowing away, and the camera kind of pans around, and you see, like, wolves and set of fights just tearing each other apart, and everything's ablaze, and it's just murder and, end, like, kind of aimless, horrible, thoughtless death mm. that could have easily been avoided by either side but wasn't i'm just looking at it like this game's got layers on fucking layers of like shit that it's tackling and it's still able to keep the focus on its characters and have this bigger story there is there is a lot going on um especially like i don't know how you i think you play somewhere to me where you're not just right i'm at this bit i need to get that here straight there I'm, I'm at this bit oh there's a shop over there and going to, yeah. I'm going to go and walk about it and have yeah. a look see if I get some supplies there's loads of letters to read I don't know if it's something to read people in Seattle or America that are just constantly writing letters true. I was thinking it's post-apocalyptic as well because it's stuff before the um, the events happen yeah. that caused the kind of post-apocalyptic thing um, plus it's just everyone's writing letters love it love I mean, reading there's a lot especially with Ellie's journal as well and uh, all that stuff that game that's what was great about The Last of Us and it's still going to be great about Part 2 is the way they flesh out the larger world through these little side stories of like you find a body and it's got a letter on it and you just read that letter and as you progress you find other letters or you find little notes in the great wall great example that would be when um, Abby and Lev are trying to get to the hospital to get the medical supplies for Lev's sister Yara 
yada. Um, and they have to go through a, I think it was a hotel. Yes. Um, but you can find, so the ones before, um, the, the kind of last elements of the government after the outbreak was FEDRA, um, mm. which obviously had the, tried to fight, the, but they were also quite oppressive and they were mixed things. Kind of military uh, state scenario. Yeah, they were still actually quite strong in Boston at the start of the first game. You yeah. see a checkpoint being blown up by the Fireflies, kind of natural enemies type deal. Um and throughout this um, hotel, you find different bodies because these Fedra guys have been set up to clear it. And it's obviously just gone wrong because there's still loads of infected there's, there. And even more infected because their bodies have become part of the infected. Yeah, um, with riot helmets and stuff on. And a flamethrower. Not a massive fan including a flamethrower in the game, not going to lie. Yeah, like I, I remember the first one when they brought in the flamethrower. Like, oh. It just feels like a cheap gimmick. Yeah. What other, what other weapons can we put in here? Flamethrower. Also, I, I never used it. Like, I used it during the, the Resident Evil boss pipe. Because you were you were van out of weapons. I'm like, like the, what have I got the flamethrower? Fuck it. But outside of that, never want to... Because I either want to sneak up and shiv a thing, or I want to fucking rifle it from 20 miles away where it can't touch me. Yeah, it works. Um, but yeah, again, see those letters, and then you get kind of, oh yeah, this guy's told us he's up here, he's a guy's a fucking idiot. And then you see a letter from the guy that's like his orders from the Fedra higher up saying, you need to go and do this. I know it's a shitty thing, but... Get, it's, your, get your finger out. It's a great way. It's just little, tiny bit. Like, I, I don't know, half the people that play the game won't even read those letters. Yeah. But it's just little things. And it kind of explains why the game's been delayed about fucking six times. <laughs> it was supposed to come out in. Was it last year? It was supposed to be out early last year, and then it was going to be mid last year, and then it got moved to. It was going to be early this year, and then it got moved to. No. I think it was a COVID reason it got moved to the summer yeah. as opposed to the early part of the year. But they've had plenty of... And this is what happens when you don't rush something. Yeah, you, you get to create something fucking beautiful. And it's like that game is... there's le- like Sometimes I would get to parts in Seattle or something like that and I would just kind of stop and just look around at like the the environment that had been created and all the like little silly details and just like the way like the environment... As in, like trees and grass had taken over buildings and stuff, and yeah, there was a bit of that. I was quite a bit in the first game, and then yeah. obviously it's four years on. Yes, from the events of the first game, more or less. Um, so there's the trees have taken back a little bit more. It's in a different climate. Um, yes. Granted, did go across a couple of different, a few different states in the first game, but it's all set in Seattle, which is the northwest of America. Really wet. I refuse to believe it rains that much in fucking Seattle. Yeah, I, I don't know where that rainstorm of great proportion came from but I mean but the game looks stunning um, yeah the weather the kind of environment they chose for it you, mean, you, know, you get to later on in the game um, when you go to Santa Barbara see a more dusty environment but it just I think the weather lended itself to the game and what they can make look nice in a kind of same way that tying it with movies again why not it's a meandering movie podcast we've got to try somehow Jurassic Park um Obviously, all the CG stuff and that was done while it was night. Mm. It's setting because it's easier to do and it looks better. If they'd done it during the day, T Rex would look shit. You can hide the little yeah, imperfections and yeah. all that stuff. Um, Somewhere, kind of the game, what can they do really well when they kind of, because we're getting to the end of a console generation. This is not cutting edge hardware. The hardware, this, your PS4 is what, five year old? Yeah, mine's still a, an original PS4 and it's not even a PS4 Pro. They're going to primary school last year, if it was on. <laughs> um, it's true. <laughs> Well, t- little, t- little boy's all grown up. Yeah. Oh, I need to clear out his fan a little so he runs a bit better. Just like your own kids. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when you consider that, you've got to make something look great in five-year-old hardware. It's hard to do. What can we do? Um, we'll have this kind of what looks really good in it. 
what water effects and weather. Yeah, that looks brilliant. The grass, the kind of that leafy, I don't know what's about plants. See those kind of leafy things you quite crawl through, the kind of shrub things. Yeah. Um, crawling through them, it looked brilliant. Whereas if they'd said it's somewhere like a desert or. It definitely it, helps. Yeah, when, when you go off to like California later on in the game and stuff, it's just like it's. It looks fine. It looks fine, but it doesn't look stunning. It's yeah, not a rainforest when you're in you're Seattle and stuff, and you're just like you're going through those kind of buildings that have been taken over by everything. It just it just looks. It's the same with Uncharted Four when like they go to those kind of like old abandoned pirate cove towns and stuff, and it's just got that kind of kind of woody, greeny, ruined yeah, by water it just feel. Looks cooler. Yeah, and better. Yeah, stunning game. Um, made much better by playing it in a 4K HDR well, TV yeah, you PlayStation were... 4 Pro. Uh, luckily, the, the TV I've got is good. It's just the PS4. Uh, but I bet it looked fine. Oh, it looked gorgeous. It looked fucking amazing. Like that first time you're Ellie and Dina in Seattle, just riding through the woods and stuff, and like the, the sun's just kind of peering through the the trees and stuff. It's just like, oh, this game. Like Naughty Dog have always had this ability to push the best out of the console they've got because like The Last of Us and the PS3 looked amazing oh not that Crash Bandicoot and then yeah so that uh, those pixels on that little what kind of animal Crash Bandicoot be I guess it's a Bandicoot that makes sense I don't know why I'm going <laughs> to cut that cut that gap cut that out uh, yeah like The Last of Us looked amazing on PS3 but then of course they brought out the remaster for PS4 looked even more amazing mm-hmm. then Uncharted 4 came out on the PS4 and it's like holy fuck it's like like the facial animations for Nathan Drake and all that kind of stuff do they have their own do I do, do geeky I'll stop after this do they have their own game engine I have to imagine yes I don't think they use like Unreal or one of the no, th- licensed th- one I think they've built their own yeah I think over the course of the Uncharted games and stuff like Fair that them. Uh, and like with The Last of Us they had to obviously tinker and change it a bit because it's two very different gameplay styles but yeah I think at this point they've built their own kind of engine to do this stuff and it shows because part two like even down to the moments where like you're because a lot of time you sneak up behind an enemy and you like get him in a hold and you can either like hold your gun to him and use him as a hostage and stuff and you look at the animations on the face of the person they're holding hostage like when you start choking them out that has to have been done they must have acted that out a couple of dozen times get different because obviously all the I think um, all the individual um, enemies I think individual characters being individually mapped so is it kind of photorealistic look yeah. they must have done that with actors looking at the face because that would have taken so long to animate but it looks so good it's, it, again it, it, it's fucking brutal though Oh, that's something about this game is it puts you in such a violent landscape and it never lets up. Like, mm. I think my first example of the game that really got me was I had my rifle, I shot a guy across like a, a road or something like that and it took his arm off and then he just fell down and started screaming and bloody curdling scream murder. And he's like, oh my God, oh my God. And he bleeds out and I'm just like what's going on and I walk over and I went holy fuck I did that like what have I done what have I done I didn't discover till later in the game see when they're screaming the ground see if you run up and press, squ- um, press you square curbs. you can actually just end their suffering yeah you can curb you chose not to which was I didn't know at that point yeah. uh, later on obviously for me it was the, see the explosive bombs that Ellie has when they go off and like like fucking two legs and an arm come off yeah and then their friends screaming their actual cause, which is different than the other game they would go oh my god he's got one of us or something like that yeah. the first one there's a screaming actual character names even though it's like there's no They've just given them names, which actually does help quite a bit in it, making it that wee bit more real. It, it makes it more realistic and it humanises these people you're killing more, which then was another reason, not just because of the the trauma of going through another massive shootout. It was, I got to the point where I'm like, 
I don't want to kill these people because as a person, as a, a normal human being, Ross, I'm not a murderer. I don't get any enjoyment from killing people. Sure. In a, in a Call of Duty type of game, it's like it's a, there's a disconnect of like, there's the Nazi over there and they're speaking in the Nazi. I don't know them and they're you shoot them. Speaking the Nazi, that famous language. I kind of get what you're saying. I think the graphics definitely play a lot in that. The gra- definitely when the graphics. you play a Call of Duty, um, it's not cartoonish there's an element of kind of realism in it they're not going for a cartoonish look especially the newer ones um but there's that you shoot someone there's maybe some red spots appear where you've shot them and then if they fall to the ground there's a blood might trickle out yeah. somewhere when you're doing this stuff in the last of us you're watching like ellie's um, takedown move is she takes out a wee knife stabs it into someone's throat and then peels away their jugular as they're, she's pulling on the ground yeah. and you see her knife flicking out and then a blood trail um, flicking out in the environment that's there for you to look at. It's fucking grotesque. It's it's intense. And the audio... Some of the best sound design I've ever heard, but it's fucking horrible. It's like people gargling on their own blood what and stuff. What folly sounds did they use to smash someone's head? Was it watermelons they were hitting with baseball know, bats? It, it's, and it, there, there became moments later in the game where... It's a, ver- a moment that sounds very vividly in my mind. Is It's when you and Lev are trying to make it to the hospital to get supplies for Yara and there's this encounter and there's two people and he goes oh and it's just like two Seraphite guys and one's talking about his daughter and he's just like oh gonna see her like I miss her blah 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 the wife's a bit annoyed all this kind of stuff and then it gets to the encounter point I'm like I, I don't want to kill these people like because they feel like actual human beings living in a real world and I don't want to put my arrow through his head I don't want to choke him out and kill him Obviously, it got to the point where I fucked up the encounter and they all started shooting at me and yep. like, well, I've, I've got to kill them. But it, I started getting to encounters with the thought of, how can I get through this with not having to kill these people? Because I don't want to. Because of not only the game humanising them, but because I know of the larger story of these Seraphites and this lady who became their... Saviour. Saviour. Prophet. And then the wolves and... The complete miscommunication and the the differences in these people, but also the similarities. And I'm just like, I I don't want to be another member of this this murder cult of death and stuff. I'm just like, but it's not your story to tell. Exactly, which again is why this game is a lot. Mm. Uh, it gets to the point for the Ellie storyline. I feel when I get to near the end of Ellie's bit coming to an end, and you switch to Abby. When Abby gets to the cinema. Well, in fact, when you've killed Mel and Owen, because, I mean, there's a ton of stuff with Ellie's storyline and Joel's storyline we can still talk about, but I want to get to the Abby stuff because when that moment happens, it cuts to black and you wake up and you're Abby, what was your initial thought? Because obviously, Abby being the How person, long is this fucking game? <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that. I was just like... I had, I had, it wasn't really false endings, but there was about three or four points in that game. I thought, is this ever going to fucking end? Yes. Yeah, I don't go wrong. I'm loving it. Keep going as long as you want, but... I mean, there's, fucking, there's limited disc space here. Where is this coming from? <laughs> I mean, from? it comes on two discs because you let that. Two Blu-rays, it's, it's 99 um, gigabytes. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I was like, oh, this is going to be... I was like, Abby's oh, a bit of a cunt. But yeah, sure enough, I'll see how it's seller to me. I assumed that's where they were going yeah. with it. They were going to like look at it from her perspective. Because that bit where she says, and kind of really well given, she goes, you've killed all my friends. You're like, fuck, I have. I just killed a pregnant woman. Yeah, that's that, that moment... <laughs> is where things changed for me in the Ellie storyline where I had lost the drive to want to continue Ellie's story. Not in a... 
not in a bad way in terms of like, oh, I don't want to play this game anymore, this is rubbish, blah, blah, blah. In terms of just like, I didn't want this for this character anymore. You didn't want the revenge because you're like, what's it going to cost her? Because look what it's cost. Because what she does to Nora in the hospital, which you kind of see, but you see her, the aftermath, where she's shaking. She's like, I tortured her. I had to do things to make her talk. That's terrifying because you're left to imagine what Ellie had to do. And then you get to the moment with uh, Owen and Mel and I forgot the, that conversation near the beginning of the game where Owen's like, oh, Mel's pregnant and stuff. And you get that moment and Ellie's trying to be all Joel-esque of like pointing the map and he point and she thinks she's in control. And that moment truly shows us how out of control Ellie is because you stab a pregnant woman in the neck. Oh, and then, yeah, I think Owen... Is dying in the ground because he's been he, shot in the he's chest. Like, she's something. She's like he's trying to like. I, I can't actually make out what he says, and then she like, she must have said she's pregnant, and then she um, takes her jacket off, and you see the bump, and you're like, oh fuck, she was far along as well. Yeah, that oh, th- that God. for me is a moment where I'm just like, I don't like Ellie's. We can't keep doing this, and I don't want to keep doing this. And so for me, when the game then shifted to Abby, I was kind of like, oh, I don't know if I want this. Like I want to be there in Ellie's place. And get and just get through that. So for me, the beginning of the Abbey stuff, I was kind of like, I don't want this. I don't need this. Plus, I was like, I'm gonna. I hate this bitch. I want to kill her because she fucking golfed. She'd done a par six on Joel's head. I chose to. I kind of split. I think it was one of the end of my play sessions when I um, at the end of that. So the start you started playing as Abbey. That was me starting again from a, a kind of. I think it was a new day. Um, or it was later on in the night or something like that. Um, so it was. I kind of. I'd give myself a wee bit of time. Go over the fact that just killed a pregnant woman. Yeah. Again, now um, killed a pregnant woman, and then I was all right. Abby, let's see what's happening with this, and then you get to see the kind of the wolf set up WLF, and then in the stadium, really interesting. They've got a massive gym farm, which explains the arms. It explains those fucking arms. Explain, uh, they've got schools with kids. Yeah, the characters you get to see two. Um, you Manny, who was with. Abby when she killed Joel who fucking spat on Joel's dead body and called up in hell and I was like this motherfucker he got to suffer as well and then oh, this, then you go oh, I can't like this man again this is the whole thing about the Abby section is you're just like I hate all of these people I hate them all and then you play the Abby section and by the end of it you're like I love all of these people the same I love Joel and exactly. Ellie it's fucking and it's, if anything they're justification they're, it's not their justification but they're kind of um, they're the reasons that the caused them to get involved in the story with Joel, it's fucking Joel's fault. Yeah. He killed all the fireflies at the hospital where they were living. And he, he ruined any chance of a cure. And there was also the personal connection of the, the surgeon that you kill in the first game is Abby's father. Which and she, just that must have been like a couple of minutes after, um, in a flashback, a couple of minutes after you've, as Joel, have killed the doctor taking Ellie and then you're running through the holes carrying her great bit ending it again oh, by the way the music and everything Gorgeous. the music the, that red flashing right light with a warning oh. um, you in a flashback in the second game get to play as Abby as a what is she, 15 or something yeah something 16 17 walking through the hall towards that the surgery room um, where you open the door and then Owen um, is cradling her, uh, your dad who's dead Gerald or something I think the dad the doctor yeah my doctor dad doctor dad okay. doctor dad confirmed um, but I think a flashback before that you get to you just get a random flashback um, as Abby and you're walking through the woods uh, can I, you can tell you're younger I think I might actually say three or four years four years earlier it would have been and you're looking just shouting out dad and you're looking yeah. for him and then it, it turns out he's 
which was a great reveal, by the way. Because you're still not entirely sure that's the reason they yeah, were the there. Motivation, you think? You know, you weren't lots, sure. Of it. Lots of reasons. Eventually, find him. He says, "Oh, I think he's looking for hoof prints or something like that." And then it, it, you come across this injured zebra, and then you realise it's the same zoo that for that great giraffe moment in the now, first game. Did you have the same thought that I did? Of, are, am I going to see these giraffes? Am I going to be able to see like the balcony in which Joel and Ellie are maybe standing on? Because I was like, if they do that. I'm going to lose my mind. Didn't I think it, seeing the hospital was enough and realising you're in Salt Lake City and yeah. going, fuck, it's them. Yeah. And like, then the, the animal connection thing, I think, was so smart because it, it immediately brings everyone back to it's a similar thing, all these animals in this horrible world, but you've still got these lovely yeah. animals and she's just had a, what do you call it, baby, an- a baby, baby zebra? Mm, a calf, why not? Sure. Um, it, it kind of brings you back to the same emotion you had when you the giraffe interaction, which was brilliant in the first game, except you're attributing it to these two different characters. Also, one that you've already been told you hate. Also, it puts you in the same mindset of Abby and Dr. Daddy are Joel and Ellie. Like they have yeah. that, like they have that father daughter right. relationship. Doctor Daddy's a bit smarter than Joel. <laughs> well, yeah, sure. <laughs> Bet he can't play guitar though. <laughs> he can fucking cure a mass. Evidently not. Well, yeah. If he was better, he wouldn't have had to kill her for it. This bullet to the head can really mess up your opportunities of being a doctor. I regret nothing. <laughs> well, I'm, that's the thing. I'm just, it's now mental to think about that corridor in, that la- in, the, in The Last of Us. And when I played it the first time, I'm like, fucking Joel, we are getting to there. We are saving Ellie. We are killing this man. But now with the context of the information I have, I'm like, I don't know if I would want to do that. I mean, Joel says, "If I had the chance, I'd do it all the all over again." Yeah. Whereas it's is that is that the, the last bit of the game? He says that yeah, it's in like the, the flashback. Like the last flashback. But for me, I was like, I don't. I, this puts a whole other context in things now, which is what makes the progression of the part two story so good. Of it paints that entire first game in a whole new light for me, and, and I'm excited to go back and play the first one again at some point. Is Joel and Ellie and Doctor Daddy and Abby their stories? are so different and at the same time completely the same story. Yeah. And it's brilliant. Which is why, for me, the Abbey stuff started off and I'm like, I don't want this, despite that moment in the zoo. But as it went on and I formed connections with Manny and Mel and Owen and I met Isaac and uh, I wanted to get to Owen and I met Lev and Yara and I was like... I always thought Mel was a bit of a cow, but you can carry on. Well, yeah, but you know... I'm a fan of Mel. I'm not, to be fair, though, like, if Abby and Owen had their thing... But then obviously Abby went off in this I'm going to become a muscled up monster of revenge death. And so she went off and uh, Owen went off and got things with Mel. And then the, the whole thing with Abby's story of like she is consumed by revenge. She's consumed by rage. Justifiably so. So she devotes her life to becoming a revenge killing machine. So you've got that moment in the aquarium where Owen's like just hang out. Let's just play around. Let's like you and I, blah blah blah. And she's like, "No, I need to go home. I need to go train. I need to get ready." He's like, "Why is that? I've got a lead. I've got, I need to go get him." And he's just like, "No, we don't need to do this." And it's mm. like, it's great because then it perfectly mirrors the Ellie storyline. But I, I guess the difference would be, Abby is able to see what she's becoming by looking at Ellie, and Ellie's not able to see what she's become by looking at it, I guess, because she doesn't Well, she does eventually. True, but... (laughs) Yeah, the fucking boat. But also, I think with Abby, the story of seeing the wolf side of things was great, from Abby's perspective. Like when you see PSP Girl, and the first time you see PSP Girl, you fucking... 
you stab her with your, your knife as Ellie. Just to clarify, it was a PS Vita, but yep, can Oh, on. yeah, you know, PS Vita. Uh, and then the game brings you back to these moments, you, meeting Nora. Yeah, yeah, I think a couple of times it takes you places just before Ellie gets there and fucks shit up, or yeah. you get there and fucks shit up as Ellie. It more sneak past everyone. The hospital bit uh, you were speaking about with the last you playing the PS Vita, I definitely wasn't sneaking past them. I killed everyone there and set yeah. fire to a dog. Um, I still feel bad about it. <laughs> uh, but you later on go back as Abby, uh, trying to get supplies to get is it Yara, you were saying. Mm-hmm. But you, you speak to all these characters and you can often press triangle and have interactions with them and you have yep. conversations and stuff. You think, um, playing the game five, six hours ago, whatever it was, I killed that person. Yeah. It's, I didn't just kill them. I um, smashed their head in with a mallet. It's a... Uh, it's an interesting thing the game does, and I don't know if you felt this, where it's just like, it makes you... Makes you aware of the, cons- the consequences yeah, of your actions. it makes you aware of the consequences of your actions. After you've done them. Which I don't which think... Which is weird. Yes. And I liked it, and but for it me, weird. And uh, this is uh, like a greater state, because uh, shout out to our, our podcast boy Ryan, of course. He always says I like to make grandiose statements. But for me, the, the way The Last of Us Part Two treats you as a player in that game and gives you these kind of consequential consequential situations that you deal with it's a step forward in video games for me because for me one of the main reasons i stopped playing video games was i was just doing the same things i was playing i was playing your spider-mans i was playing your red redemptions i was playing a, a call of duty or whatever i'm not i can't remember the last time i played a call of duty last night campaign uh, oh, like, campaign right but it's like or I watched like the the PlayStation conference where they showed the PS5 and they showed the, the new games and blah blah. Uh. I'm like, I've done all this before. This none of this is new for me. I've I've I never felt like I was getting new experiences, and I was just like, I'm yeah. just, I'm just gonna. Whereas with movies, I'm always getting fucking something. They're always challenging me with stories and stuff. And The Last of Us Part Two finally felt like a an evolution of. A, Games, were, games are always delivering stories, but the way they were delivering them was always the same. Is yeah. that the way you, you, yeah. you kind of meant? Yeah, I, can, I completely agree. Um, I, I can I can see why coming back to video games and stories, why this would be such a nice uh, change, not a nice change of pace, it's a horrible change <laughs> it's of pace, rough, but it's a change pace. of pace, a pleasant one at least. Um, yeah, completely. I wasn't sure get in how they were going to do it, what they were going to do. But after now being on the other side, um, post three days, I think since I've finished it, two days, um, I abs- absolutely loved it. I love what they've done, um, and I thought it was absolutely brilliant. It's it's an absolute achievement. Uh, and then I guess the point, because we obviously both love this game, we've, we've sat here and gushed about this game quite a bit. After I finished the game, I then went on. Same. I went on the old internet. I went on Did the you old. Look up hashtag the last ones. You just searched the last ones on Twitter. Yeah, uh, I kind of dance around Reddit, YouTube, Twitter, uh, watched some stuff, read some stuff, that kind of stuff. The reactions to this game are fascinating. Mixed. Be a polite way. To Mixed say it. is a perfect way to describe it. Where you have people on either side. Some people say this is the worst game I have ever played. Which to me, I'm just like. You need to, you've clearly not up. played a lot of games, yeah. and then you've got your other people who say this is the greatest game ever made, and I'm like, calm down, let's just pull back. And then you've got everyone else in the middle. It's like, oh, it's like didn't like this, but I like that. that Something I always thinks weird is how you can tell that video game fans are upset is there's a petition online to get something changed. 
Usually with a couple of like a couple of dozen thousand signatures, kind of like Last Jedi situation of like yeah, make remake the last remake Jedi. the Last Jedi with J.J. Abrams. Um, actually, another, another Star Wars one, Star Wars Battlefront Two, has to get continued support, even though it's been supported for three years. He is like, yeah, we're done providing content for this. Also, keep doing um, it, petition, it will happen. Audio Boy and I played some of Star Wars Battlefront Two recently because obviously with lockdown, we've looks good, doesn't it? It looks good. That's about it. The rest of the game is like that's a perfect example of what I was just saying about how. I don't feel games move forward. The games have kind of end, got to a place and like, we're comfortable here, let's just continue doing this. Battlefront 2 is just a, a nothing. Well, the original Star Wars Battlefront 2, I think came out in about 2003? Yeah. Four? Two or three? Some of that. I'm not going to lie, it's quite similar. It's essentially the same game with better graphics and some new mechanics. Have we moved on much in 18 years? No. Um, no, I get what you mean. I feel some of the most interesting reactions... In- this is one of the notes that I made is because uh, we talked about this earlier of when talking about Joel being an, uh, an antagonist and how we may have kind of built him up on a pedestal mm-hmm. over the years and I feel a lot of people have done that with The Last of Us of like they, they've got Joel and Ellie they've got this idea of those who those people are in their head yeah what it means to them and yeah. if therefore if the next game doesn't go, like, conform with that yeah. idea of what it means to them there's going to be fucking hell to pay I mean it brings us back to Star Wars again of just like how people feel very protective of Star Wars and how these characters like Luke Skywalker and The Last Jedi people were very upset because it wasn't the Luke Skywalker they knew and loved it was a new evolution of that yeah. character his character would have done something different based on how he was in yeah. the Empire so why is he doing something well characters fucking evolve and I feel like with Joel looking back at The Last of Us Joel was a bad guy he did bad things he wasn't this saint he wasn't a luke skywalker from return of the jedi he was he he has has lots of problems and so killing joel people seem betrayed by this like like the game had the onus to protect joel and ellie and give them more of joel and ellie again looking back to what i thought they were going to do or what i was thinking they could have possibly done granity last of us too um i did i think that they were gonna just have more of the same no because it's not really the kind of company's forte it's not what Naughty Dog do they change things up yeah. with some of their IPs like Uncharted is fairly similar all the games but the gameplay always different story. gameplay forward. improves but the the story is somewhat similar yeah um, Gandhi does get with other people let's not get into it uh, but I thought with the last was cause of how groundbreaking it was at the time and how much it meant to people I didn't think they were just going to do um, kind of just like a Joel and Ellie in another adventure yeah like a 20 hour DLC game where they go Joel and Ellie have to go and find Joel's Tom, lost cousin yeah in like Cincinnati Tommy's been kidnapped yeah, by the Fireflies let's just go off and find I Tommy I thought they were going to kind of not break the mould because I don't really anyone else like it but do something different and I think the best the way they've done that by killing Joel within the first hour two hours was probably one of the best I mean, things they could do it's a I think one of the words I, I always thought of for the last of us part two was bold. It makes bold choices. Because yeah. they, as we just said, they could have easily just done the last of us two and Joel and Ellie go on another adventure. And people and would have, it probably would have sold quite you well. You and I would have still sat here and probably been quite happy with that. But that it didn't do that, that it kills Joel in like hour two. And after that, you're like, okay, all, all bets are off. I don't know what's going to happen anymore. I don't know what's going to, Ellie could die at the end of this game. I don't know. I don't know As, where we're going to go. All the way through, like, right up until the very end when the credits rolled. Well, maybe not right in the very end, she's in the farmhouse, but 
all the way to that point up to the final to fight the beach, yeah. um, in Santa Barbara. I don't know why, by the way, but I hate the name Santa Barbara. It just annoys my head. It's awkward. I know. Um, I was thinking, Ellie's could fucking die here. Yeah. I was like, uh, the whole way through, I was thinking, there's a good chance they might kill a character I fucking love. And again? <laughs> again. They've already done it once. I mean, 20 I hours ago. if they had done that, the reactions to this game would have been even more vitriolic. Yeah. It's subverted a lot of people's expectations. Just like The Last Jedi. Just like The Last Jedi. I'd, I mean, th- that brings us back to the point of just like, having watching, having been watching people uh, on uh, line and stuff and reading people, I saw one guy who says The Last of Us Part 2 is, is like Captain Marvel, has the same problems as Captain oh, Marvel. Or The Last of Us 2... What, Brie Larson? I, I never... I, I made it two minutes into a 17-minute video in which the guy never made an actual point. I watched more than two minutes. That was, you know, but and then uh, as another person said, "Our oh, last was part two is just like the last Jedi, blah, blah, all this kind of stuff." And I'm just like, "What does that?" I actually see a good meme. Where it's like, you know, the um, is it the uh, Predator? The arms coming together. Yeah, the locket. Um, a meme of that where it was like uh, the last of his two fans and the last Jedi fans coming together over um, someone fucking up the sequel that they were hoping for and then didn't get. Yeah, I don't I love uses of memes, but. It, it's, I don't think it's a fair point. I also love that we're we're mentioning a movie so much just because to what Predator. Yeah, yeah there you go. Just, you know, this is the meandering movie podcast. More. <laughs> we could just keep saying movie titles. Uh, the Prestige. I I can understand why you would maybe not like the game because it's a tough game. It takes away Joel. That's not an easy thing to get through, especially if you love this game and these characters. The path it takes Ellie on, Ellie goes to a really dark place. She fucking kills a pregnant lady, for God's sake. This game doesn't paint Ellie in the greatest of lights. But I don't... I'm still struggling to understand how this is, like, the worst thing to happen to this these sets of games. I'm glad they gave the characters arcs. Yes. They didn't just set out to tell an interesting story with the characters at kind of their zero point the entire way through it. Ellie at the start of the game, at the very, the, the kind of, when you first start um, playing as a game, you wake up and there's like this, uh, what is it, Jesse that wakes you up and he's like, oh, last night. Yeah. And the rest of it returns out to go off with Dana and. Dina. Yeah, uh, Dina, sorry. Um, and some other bits. And you're like, oh, she's <clears throat> living her life. She's been a, what's she, 19 or whatever? She's being a. 18, 19, maybe. Yeah, she's being a normal girl of her age, um, despite everything that's got on. It doesn't just stick with that and just like have that as a kind of side plot while they're doing some kind of genetic story like Tommy being kidnapped or something like that there's yeah you're, you're getting quite happy in your life when you go fucking Joel's dead you're having to go to Seattle to go and um, seek vengeance and then there's more on top of that I've just like we've barely spoken about the Dina Ellie relationship but the Dina Ellie relationship is really important to this game mm-hmm. because it's Ellie's new like anchor to the world but I think because again with this game with it's fucking layers it's like Shrek is uh, Dina being pregnant, but it being Jesse's child, yeah. and then Jesse's showing up, and then there's that moment where like uh, Dina's like caring for Jesse, and Ellie kind of has that moment where she kind of backs away, and she's like, oh, "I can't be with this." Like they have to be to get. They, she's having a baby, blah blah blah, and it adds that extra kind of dynamic to their relationship and the relationships in the game, and then when fucking Jesse dies, because. The amazing you last don't get, you any type of process that. The, here's the thing about the last of us part two, is it is a perfect example of like do you know what people die 
and it's shite and sometimes you just don't get the time to deal with it and last is part two does that quite often yeah. where it's like it gives you a lot of characters and it makes you care about a lot of them in ways you never thought like manny i became fucking M- manny was mvp fucking give me manny mm. that fucking scene where it's you and manny and tommy's sniping you fucking great moment by the way you're just like oh, fuck, I forgot you're like that. dodging the fucking sniper bullets while fighting off infected that stuff. was horrible it was rough to was get diff- and they just kept coming it was difficult but it was fucking fun that was good yeah and then manny's at that point like oh let's just go poof, head gone he's dead and you're just like no i like wait what why and then i had this confusion of like i cared about manny yeah, I guess I did. I fucking really liked Manny, but early I was like, I'm going to fucking kill Manny. Yeah, after he spat in Joe's corpse and it's, called him a Bandeo. Yeah, I think a Bandeo, yeah. Something like that. But it's just like, the way this game was able to give you a whole new host of characters, which was another reason why I thought Ellie might die, is it's just like, this. The Last of Us Part 2 shows that The Last of Us is more than just Joel and Ellie. Yeah. They are a great part to this game, and we love those characters. And Joel will always be part of The Last of Us. But there's more people out there and there's more stories out there to tell and Abby's is a perfect example of that. Abby's is a great example but Abby's story also gives you an insight into the group that we didn't really get to see the Scars yeah. or Seraphites. Seraphites? Seraphites. Um, the only two characters we actually get introduced to apart from the ones we kill and you get to hear their name shout out is uh, Yara and... Lev. Lev. Who we later find out um, or by exploring the city with them um, is... I suppose the last of his first transgender character. Don't really think it makes a difference. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of it just adds. Yeah, there's this thing with the kind of um, Jackson group. There's this thing with the WLF group, uh, the Wolves and the Seraphites. But then there's also individuals within them. Here's yeah. two of them. Um, and this character you don't really like, but you're starting to get to like Abby, who's getting to interact with um, Lev and Yara quite a bit. Um, after Lev saved her life in that cinematic we're talking about VE3 like three years ago yeah. where that, she starts getting hung you're like who the fuck is this person God, like, such a good cinematic it's amazing looks stunning but when you get back to it and it's like clipper wings and stuff and you're just like oh, it's rough yeah it? and then that moment's terrifying because you have nothing and you have to run through the woods and like and you're fucking, like um, fist fighting and thank god you got those fucking guns on you to just I'm glad she went to the gym because Ellie would have struggled with that yeah and I'm glad you brought up Yaron Lev because that was the point I wanted to touch upon was again back to the layers thing is through Yaron Lev not only do we get to explore and understand the Seraphites story like for example when you and Lev are going to the hospital and you pass through the sky bridges and you see these little like church areas and stuff where you find little totems yeah, or little we, messages kind of kind of I don't know, almost based in Buddhism. I'd yeah, say the religion kind of is. Yeah, something like that. And um, a kind of Buddhism mixed with kind of the Amish type. Um, we don't like old tech. Yeah, we're going to live off the land. Live off the land. Like you obviously get to towards the end of the game, go to their islands where they all live, and you get the little villages, which are lovely. Yeah, it's a great way to get done, and that later played on to the reasons why I'd struggled having to then fight and kill Seraphites and stuff because I'm like. Yes, they are doing some bad things, but they're not doing as bad of things as the WLF are doing. But I just don't feel good about killing some of these people. They have families, they have kids, they have their beliefs. I kind of, I thought, I'm not going to lie, the game goes into great details in lots of parts. The only thing I, I could have done a wee bit more information on is the relationship between the WLF and the Seraphites. Um, the leader of the WLF 
Uh, Isaac. Isaac, played by Jeffrey Wright. Was Jeffrey? I was surprised because. Also, Isaac's another one of those people who's just like at the end of the game he shows up and a boom shot dead gone. You're like, fuck, okay, that that was he was they set him up. Well, that's the. Th- I wouldn't be surprised if there's going to be DLC for this game. If it's some something to do with him, you play as a WLF or something. you play as him. Uh, like earlier on in the story like maybe even before they we get to see like the breach of the truce or stuff like that yeah the, the truce coming apart the breach, kill the something kids. Like, I think I think that'd be an interesting place to put any DLC 100%. because he's a good actor and they wasn't really in it that much it was surprising it's well almost as if they've filmed other stuff where they're going to wait to release so. it's just they. I might be completely wrong if there's going to be DLC at all it's true there might not be if there was. I'll take it I would definitely take it but then with another aspect of the Seraphites that we get through Yaran Lev and it's such a an interesting way to explore it is the reason Yara and Lev flee the Seraphites is because Lev or what was her or what Willy. was her his, Willy? yeah his original name was well, I can't remember but Lillian or something like that some of that yeah. Lily or and Lillian like the Seraphites call him by his uh, previous name and then he cut his hair because he was a girl but wants to be a boy, but in the religion of the Seraphites, that's not allowed. He was set up to be like a... He was going to be a... He was going to get married off to one of the elders. Yeah, he was going to get married off to one of the elders. Doesn't sound great. No. And instead he cut his hair like one of the men, uh, which then uh, was uh, a defiant act against yeah. the religion. And so uh, him and Yara had to flee. Yeah, I think Yara said she hid him for a few days. Yeah. And then they eventually fled, um, which is probably where Abby comes across. Abby comes across, right? Yeah. And I think, again, the word bold, such a bold way to pull yourself in deeper to a story of a group of people. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It, it gives so you different. something to, because it's, they could have done it a couple of ways, but I think the way they've done it, it kind of helped to draw you into the kind of. Um, their plight and the outlook of the Seraphites and it makes you think you know actually I don't fucking like these people they're backwards and they do have nice houses and they look as if they're living a nice life apart from that they're pretty backwards side note um, if I was Lev probably would have picked a different option to just shave my head off probably wasn't a smart idea <laughs> it's a very like it's fair a big, play bold big statement big you know? statement you're part of a murderous cult that's going to kill you in a post-apocalyptic world maybe don't do it I mean, I, I mean that's the thing about the Seraphites is again the game gives you different angles of who they are as people because they didn't break the truce it was the WLF that did they were happy just sitting around on their little island just living off the land yeah, being peaceful a wee yeah. prophet lassie but then the WLF does break the truce and again this is all stuff we never see we only hear about it or read about it which is another great uh, layer to the game and I was I felt that's why I felt so conflicted about the Seraphites because I didn't like the way they treated Lev and Yara and their the way they perceived those type of situations but at the same time they were these peaceful people who just wanted to live by themselves and it's, and it's so it's a difficult one to try and tackle and think about but the story with Lev escalates when you bring in the mother situation Yep. because holy fuck where it's just like Lev runs off to try and get his mother out and get her to Santa Barbara and you and Yara run after him and you get there in the aftermath of him killing his mum and he's just in the corner covered in cuts because she attacked him and stuff and she's just got like an arrow in her head or something. Yeah. It's like, holy and brutal. fuck. And then you have to escape with them. Where it ends up, Yara gets killed. 
Yeah, again, another like just for Mike kind of dead quick. Yara's a good character. At this point, she's missing an arm or half an arm because you had to go to the hospital to get the supplies get cut off because it was like that. Like the, bo- the bones were just dust. Yeah, pretty basically, much. it was it was kind of turned septic. Their arm, they had to chop it off. Mel, who was fortunately a doctor, that you killed the pregnant one as early. Uh, just layers upon layers, like an onion. Um, I'm making waffles. Yeah, so you went all through all that stuff to get her arm cut off, and then she's fine. Well, she's better. She comes with you to the island to rescue Lev, and then dies. You know like, what the fuck was that hospital stuff all about? I mean, that, I went through pain for you, woman. Th- that is two things that I've seen people talking about. Is people like, oh, so you go through this entire segment with Lev, you get the stuff, so you can help Yara and get her arm off and stuff, and then they just kill her. What's the point in all of that? And I'm like, what do you, what do you mean? What's the point? And all the whole point is, it brings you deeper into Lev's story and the greater Seraphite story, which then leads on to the big conclusion of the Seraphite WLF story. And plus, when she dies, it means you actually think, I fuck, I, I was involved in her and life. And it's not like, and again, I'm confused by some people's reactions to this game. It's not like before Yara's death, the game is scared to kill people because all this this game is like people die and it's not fair, like. When Jesse dies, and then you think Tommy's also died, yeah. it's like this game just is punishing. And then the other thing is people are seem to have this kind of, well, obviously there are people out there who aren't woke, as uh, we all like to be, where they feel all the addition of the LGBTQ elements. And I think at this point you can stop saying woke and just start saying normal. Yeah, you can just be a reasonable human yeah. being who isn't just like put off or... Uh, I mean, the the gay thing was touched on in the in the deal. I think it might have been touched in the game, but it was definitely obviously more heavy in the well, DLC. With the first Bill one. in the first one, because remember, uh, oh yeah, his partner, yeah, hung in the hang himself. Like the game touches upon it, but doesn't really go into it. Yeah. And then we have it in here with obviously the Ellie and Dina, and then we have uh, the with Lev transitioning and things like this. And I did like um, or noticed. Um, throughout the in Seattle as you're exploring there's loads of rainbow flags everywhere but obviously they don't point out to them because they're not going to know what the hell they are also there are conversations between like some of the characters like uh, the, like WLF or something actually like there'll be a woman and she's like oh I can't wait to get home to my partner like she's making a dinner tonight and stuff like that and it's not like it's just a conversation between two people that you could never hear because you've already shot everyone in the head already Yeah, but it, they're just that type of stuff where it's like and there seems to be people who are just so against this idea of bringing in progressive, normalised areas of society. It's not a situation where the game's like, look, look, do you see what's happening over here? We have a transgender character. It's look like at- a strobe light flashing of a rainbow yeah, flag. It's it not like a, a, big, a big fucking uh, light f- comes down from the roof and a bunch of clickers start dancing around going, look, <laughs> transgender people. It's like, no, it's like the game just handles it in a very everyday normal situation because it's an everyday no- liked, normal situation uh, exactly better way to do it. and it's great that that's another reason why like I said earlier The Last of Us 2 feels like a step forward for games because it's able to tackle these elements these stories and not be trivial about it or disrespectful or about grandiose it. about it or grandiose I mean remember I think it was the what was the last Star Wars film called the Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. I remember the headlines: first gay kiss in Star Wars film, and it was like something in the fucking background. You, I actually had to rewatch it to find it, and I was yeah. like, "Oh, that!" Like, okay. It was like headlines thing. It's no people that matter. I'd probably a better way of saying it, aren't talking about this because it doesn't. It, it there's no why make a big deal about it. Yeah. Why are we making a big deal about it? Stop talking about it. Right, Gav. Next point. This was one of the points I want to bring back to because when you play the last was part two. And I've now gone on and listened to like Neil Druckmann and Troy Baker and Ashley Johnson and people who worked Naughty Dog on Twitter and stuff. I've listened to them talk about the game and stuff. 
these people fucking cared about this game. Which maybe is a stupid thing to say, but there's people out on the internet saying, oh, they didn't care about us, the fans, they didn't care about these characters, they just threw them out there, and blah, blah, blah. And it's I like, mean, do you see the amount of effort, they, especially on New Dragons, it's got a massive job. He directs a video game. Not, not many video games have directors. It's 25 hours. It's like... It takes fucking time and effort, and he's got this obviously big thing in his head. Um... The last person that really probably was, apart from himself, was, is it Ken Levine? He'd done all the Bioshock games? He did the Bioshock ones, yeah. Um, you don't or, really get directors. Or Cody Balrog, who did uh, God of War. Yeah, you don't really, there's like maybe five, six different games I can think of at the top of my head that have that kind of, um, a director went over I can approach you get like game leads and stuff like that I mean, yeah. FIFA's going to have a fucking game lead but it's not people that direct games in the direction they're going in when you look at the amount of effort he's putting in it the actors who do their mocap stuff um, they could honestly be doing a, a play in the West End somewhere um, the, the actual look is that they're putting proper they're not just doing their scenes and then right first positions again or something like that they're going into pro play effort in it they're bringing them to tears after it the amount of emotions they're putting into their characters uh, to say that they're not or to even imply that they're just kind of, yes, a bit of a cash grab will quickly fire out this 25-hour yeah. game. Is let's let's, fucking let's kill Joel and make some money off of it. It's, it's like, just no, stupid. There's not much more, because I want to finish up. Are you going to finish up on the ending? Yeah, that's what I want to finish up on. Yeah, is, that makes sense. Uh, I was talking about, after you get back to, I see the ending, the ending bit. Which about, ending? The ending, <laughs> the ending bit I'm about to talk about is still, there's still another like five or eight hours left of it. But it's when... As you've been playing as Abby, you finally get back to the theatre. Okay, the yeah. The game catches back That's up. That's a good place to start. Uh, so you've killed... Obviously, she gets there. Alice is dead. Owen's dead. Mel's dead. Manny died because of Tommy. Uh, Nora's dead. But I don't think she knows about Nora until... She, she maybe guesses later on when she gets to the theatre. Well, she probably had to figure out how Abby knew she was there. Yeah. Or she, how she, Ellie knew she, that Abby she sees, was there. She like, all the pictures and stuff. It's like, she, they've been hunting us and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. When we get to that conflict and you play as Abby and Ellie's hunting you, what a fucking flip around. Where I'm like, How difficult is Ellie to play against? <laughs> she's fucking good. There's fucking bombs. Uh, and it's just like... Because at first you run into the theatre and Ellie's shooting at you. See, the first time, because there's a couple, I think two or three times you get to walk through the area, you you start to play in. Um, where they set it's a kind of... Yeah, it's a theatre, so it's like the kind of the sets they design and stuff yeah. are kind of laid out in a kind of gameplay fashion where there's nooks and crannies you can sneak around. As soon as I saw that at the start of the game, or when you first go there, I thought, there's going to be a level set here, yeah, isn't there? something's going to happen here. Every time you walk through those curtains... Naturally assumed it would be someone, yeah. I every time you walk through the curtains, you think there's going to be something... Someone's something going to grab you here. and you're going to have to like, find Naturally assumed it was Ellie I was going to be playing as. Yeah. But yeah, I thought it was like, a nice turnaround to kind of... Because you're like... Even after all the stuff that like I, I was more on Abby's side than I had been at the start, obviously, but I was still in my heart and my head rooting for Ellie. Yeah, thinking, what well, fucking? You don't want to shoot. I'm not going to. See, if this game makes me kill Ellie. I'm going to be fucking furious. Yeah, it's like it, it's it's such a conflicting situation. Which is like I, I, I just didn't pull out my gun when when I'm first able to shoot and stuff. Like, I'm not going to shoot at Ellie, and then you get that situation and Ellie's hunting you. And I'm like, I'm walking up behind Ellie and I'm like, I don't you want... you punch her in the back of the head? Yeah, I'm like, I, oh, fuck, I don't want to do it. And then you start doing it and you're having the fight and, and every time I had to press square, it just... And then eventually, towards the end of that little encounter, um, you, I think you're on top of Ellie and you're about to fucking... You're just beating happening. the and then, crap uh, out of her. Dana turns up from nowhere. Um, obviously, oh. you think she's still in it. She's She was uh, she'd been pregnant. She was ill. <coughs> she turns up and you think, all right, what's going to happen here? 
oh, is she going to kill Abby then? And then Abby gets the better of her, and then she's about to kill her, and then Ellie shouts she's pregnant. And she goes, good. And then she goes, good. Oh. And then Lev has to stop Abby. And Lev's like, mate, what are you doing? Like, I remember when that moment happened, I left my seat, and I was just like, no, 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 no. I was like, don't, don't kill her, don't kill her. And I was like, like, imagine, and then I was thinking in my head, what are they going to do here? Imagine if they kill Ellie and fucking Dave. Dina. Imagine they do it both. <sighs> But thankfully, Abby. That I think that's where Abby has that turn. Like she, she realizes like, what the fuck am I doing? When she's holding that knife to a pregnant girl's head, or throat. while Lev looks on in horror. Yeah, she, like mate, she finally has that moment that Ellie doesn't get. If, maybe I don't know. Yeah, we have her interpretation. Eventually, gets it. But it's just like, and then Abby's there, like, if I ever see you again, I'll fucking kill you, and she leaves. And just that, that yeah, shot God's eye view shot of Ellie just splayed out in the ground, spitting out blood, and. Dina knocked the fuck out almost. I was just like... Comatose. It's just, I just exhaled and for the second time I had to just leave and just go have a cigarette and process everything that had just happened. And then you're um, you're like, all right, cool. Is that the end of the game? And then they go to... The farm. I, think it's, I don't know if it says a couple of months later. I think it's uh, maybe like two or three months. I'm not sure. Um, and it shows up uh, on the farm, which you later find out is just outside Jackson, uh, where they're originally from. Beautiful farm. Oh, uh, kind of well, no, covered in barley it'll have to be wheat. a significant amount of time later because obviously JJ is born so Which, it has to be J- yeah so maybe like a year later a year two years he wasn't walking so I'd say a year yeah child development Gavin read up um, I'm not an expert thankfully yeah um, and you're like okay this is the end of the game this is this is, oh, this is nice She's, Abby's off doing her own thing fuck knows what her and well, maybe see her in another game they implied game. they were going to Santa Barbara maybe that's yeah. going to be last of us part of three years maybe that'll be a DLC or something DLC Cool, um, and then they're having a nice time, and but she has a flashback thing with Joel when you're getting the, the well, wee minigame game the sheep. How I great think, was that? I think it's the lead up where you're dancing, you've got the music on, you Dina and Ellie seem so happy together. It's still messing with my head that she looks like a person that I know, and then she goes outside to the tractor with JJ, and she gets the the wee elephant, and she's just sitting there on the tractor, and you just look out at the beautiful vista, yeah. and I'm like, oh, they're like, like the game credits, yeah, I was like, well, the credits, yeah. And I just sit there, and then she starts going boop, and I sing wee song and stuff, and I'm like, on it, and I press circle, and I get off the tractor. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. well, I guess we'll maybe we'll just go through the day, and they'll go to bed, and they'll have a wee talk. That'd be a nice end. Nice. Yeah. And then we, she's like, oh, get the get the sheep in. Okay, I'll do this wee minute. That seems a bit weird. Like it's a nice minute. I've spent like a lot of the game brutally killing people. I will quite happily put some sheep in a pen. But yeah, and then you do it, and then there's the wee lamb, which is. Like a, I guess, image for Ellie, and she's leaving the light. She's walking into the darkness. The symbolism is all over the place. And, and then she has that, she has that flash, and she has that kind of PTSD like moment where she's like she sees it, and then it, she, when he comes out of it, and she's there, and like Gina's like, okay, give me JJ. We're just gonna make sure you're okay and stuff. And you're like, oh, we're not getting our happy ending, and there's maybe more of this to go. And it was at that point I started thinking. All right, they're going to leave it a bit open um, that she's still struggling with it. I maybe want her a bit something a bit more closed, but that's fine. They're going to end it here, and then it's the next day or something. And Tommy shows and up. And Tommy's like a horse is there. I think you just finished hunting. Tommy's there, and you're like, you're like, oh good, Tommy's alive because that's nice. Yeah, I was like, is that Tommy's horse? Oh, he's still alive. That's cool. Next up with Map, and he's like, yeah, I found Abby. She's in Santa Barbara. And I'm like, no, Tommy. And I'm like, surely this game isn't still fucking going. It's like, there's no way this yeah. is still fucking happening. And I think. One, I, I didn't like how they left things with Tommy, because but I can see from a character standpoint why Tommy's like this. Yeah. Because he's lost Maria and he's lost Joel, so he's kind of like. Yeah, he's messy split up when we found that out. Yeah. yeah, and he's obviously he can't hunt anymore because he's 
he's tripped up for he's crippled but I, I, still, I would have liked maybe a wee bit more with Tommy but maybe not because the game already has so much but then there's that that moment the in the night where Ellie's like I have to I have to go and Dina's like don't and I'm like yeah you walk up yeah you walk into your room because you've got your own wee kind of spare room thing and she looks through her journal and it's like a drawing of Abby and a drawing of Joel and they're like oh again the journal's a great thing I was like you Did really you read get the, I didn't I, I didn't look at it at any part for that point for that I kept looking at it it's like she, she continues to write songs like I keep seeing Joel's eyes and my and she keeps seeing Abby's face in her nightmares and well, stuff well I thought it was um, that bit you could read there um, it was a poem or a song whatever she'd written I thought I read that and I was like that's fucking good details guys. It's, it's a good great effort. little insights into the end somewhere about here yep. um, part three she's still going after her uh, nope uh, suddenly I think she said she's going walks out the door and then, and then you're playing as Abby again and then this is for me where I think my main issue probably my primary gripe with the game came in is I'm just like I didn't want this anymore at this point I was like I'd, like I needed the game to kind of end because I'd already been again this sounds so pathetic as a uh, first world problems I felt like I'd already been through so much with these <laughs> characters but I'm like I don't know if I want to keep doing this I was like, but okay, I'll play the Abbey section. Fine. And we'd... It wasn't long. No, it's pretty easy. You get down, you speak with the Fireflies. They're like, we're out here. You're like, sweet. And they're walking out. But And I'm starting to be like, something's going to happen here. And then the fucking, the Rattlers get you. And I'm like, no, I don't need this. Because now Ellie has to go save her. And I'm like, I really don't want well, this now. Savers about her a stretch. Yeah, but you know, like... I had to go and find her. My ex- I had my expectation at this point because like, I stopped took a wee break and in that time I was like oh they're gonna Abby's and Ellie's gonna go with the intention to kill her but save her they'll work together and by the end they'll be like ah you're alright that's where us. I thought they were going with as well thankfully they didn't do that so good fun when you started playing as Abby again were you still keen to play like were you still keen for this to be because I, I was keen in the sense that I wanted to see where they were going with it I wanted to see where the story was going but, um, and I was I was happy it was still going I was curious where the how it was still going and how much feel, longer it was going to go and I felt I was curious how long yeah I was curious how how long it was going to go on for what they were going to do with it and the only way you can find that out is by playing it yeah my last playthrough started the last time I, from fini- up to finishing the game I started at um, playing as Abby what's the thing just before she goes to, yeah in the island yeah her landing in the island I think was my... And she's like, oh, we need to get over to the other side of the island and stuff. Yeah, that was where I started up from there up until finishing it. So I kept going for a good bit. Uh, it's like another like four or five hours. Yes, yeah, so I think I'd had like a five or six hour playthrough just doing finishing the game off. And I thought, you know what, in for a penny. I can't be that far from the end. I want to see where this goes. So when I started playing as Abby again, you get to Santa Barbara. A terrible name. Um, I liked, I liked the kind of change of pace. It wasn't Seattle. It wasn't fucking raining. It's true. Um, it wasn't green. It was quite beige When you do start playing as Ellie and you you get that new silence gun which is nice because mm-hmm. it gets the fucking job done it does really mm-hmm. quick they add in like getting into the the Rattlers kind of hideout yeah thing. that game that for nowhere felt like a splinter cell almost kind of situation you can release the 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 infected and did you do that did you yeah, yeah. it's just I, I like that kind of stuff it's fun but I was also like and you didn't mind it as much because you realised that they were keeping people as slaves to work fields yeah I mean I, I don't know I just, I just I just didn't have the drive to keep the game going. In fairness, it wasn't that long. 
I know that Santa Barbara segment's maybe an hour. It'll be it'll be easier on a second playthrough knowing. Yeah, if you don't know, if you think have I got another six hours to go, because I had heard that some people, um, not that I subscribed to them that much, but I think it was IGN's people that were playing the game. Oh yuck! I know. Said it was they were somewhere between twenty four hours playing it and thirty three, which is a big. I think the harder the difficulty, the longer it will take. To play oh, definitely. The game. If you're playing that in the was it survival mode, the, yeah, you'd be gonna be all fucking day. Plus. Uh, Looking around for like collectibles and like, see, I did do. I collected a ninety percent of the coins as Abbey, the wee cards that Ellie was collecting. Um, loads of the shit. Did you? I'd get uh, Nathan Drake's wee ring, sick Parvis Magnum. I did. I, I saw it and I was like, "That's from Uncharted." Did you see the PS3 and there was a copy of Uncharted too? I did. All of all that stuff. Yeah. Nice. Uh, but yeah, it wasn't me not wanting to play it wasn't negative it wasn't negative connotations of me feeling that it was just a bit of fatigue by this point so when you get to the kind of defeat the rattlers whatever you get to the wee bit where they're keeping prisoners and you say where's that or ellie says where's abby and they say yeah she's down on the beach you'll you'll see it when you get there you you think okay right we're getting to the end now she walks down to the beach and then they're all in kind of crosses yeah almost it's almost like they're kind of biblical. And obviously the salt water has been crashing into them yeah um and you see her and you like you're looking for her and then you look and it's like she's fucking thin her arms are obviously not as she's not as built ripped her hair's short um i didn't even notice lev at the, at the first no you cut her down she cuts lev down and then you go she says there's boats this way and you think all right I, um, ellie's gonna be like you know what Fucking, both getting a boat. She's been punished. Both going their own way. You get over the under the sea. There's two boats tied up. You're like, and but this, the main menu, main menu of the game, yeah, the entire way is one of these boats. And you saw that boat, and you were like, this is going somewhere. Um, and eventually, you see this is the boat. And Abby crawls into her boat, puts Lev in. She's about to start the engine. Ellie walks over to her boat, and then has like a flash of Joel's Joel crying or coughing. I think that's the first time we see. Joel's uh, kind of body from Ellie's perspective, like through her eyes, because mm. every other time it's kind of been from a kind of different angle. But I think a cinematic that, angle that flash is like, of you. like what Ellie saw from the ground, and that kind of yeah. And then she's like, "No, I can't let no, you go. This is fucking happening." And and then she's like, "Square go, Abby." And Abby's like, "No." And then she holds a knife to Lev's throat, and Abby's like, "All right, fair enough." Did you then have the same? Because again, this then game, I was like, "They're gonna kill Ellie." The, the, well, this is where the game's great at mirror, mirroring situations and duality and all that kind of stuff. Of earlier, you were Abby in the theatre, not wanting to kill Ellie, and now you're Ellie fighting Abby and not wanting to kill Abby. And you're like Ellie, just see the fucking light. Yeah. Revenge is not worth it. It's like, look what you've lost everything, and you don't even know you're haven't even got home yet to realise you've lost Dina. You fucking lost JJ and Dina. You've already lost fucking Joel and Tommy and Jesse. It's like, oh, stop. Geez. She's not worth it. And man. that fight is rough, especially when you're cutting away at Abby. Yeah, he's slicing her up. No fuck. And then you're like you're holding her under the water, and I'm just like pressing the square so reluctantly. Like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Yeah, and, and then, then eventually. She has that flash she of Joel. Has the, she's like, I think she sees, it flashes back to Joel, but he's dead. Uh, His eyes are closed. No, when she's holding uh, Abby under the water, she flashes to when the last conversation where Joel's sitting on the porch playing a guitar and he sees that for like one or two seconds and that's make her stop. Because that's yeah. her first like, like maybe glimpse of hope or light or whatever. And then she's like, no, right, I've won anyway because I was about to kill her. I'll put it down as a moral win, but it's not, it's not worth it. And then they both go their separate ways. 
and Abby gets in the boat with Lev and they, they go off to the Fireflies. And Catalina, Catalona, Catalina. Yeah, Catalina, because Catalona's in Spain. Much nicer name than Santa Barbara. Catalina Wine Mixer. You remember for Step Brothers? I've seen that movie maybe once, so <laughs> no. <laughs> it's the Catalina fucking Wine Mixer, mate. Um, yeah. And then Ellie Another goes movie back reference. to the farm. Uh, well, goes back to the, an empty farm. Also, I, I don't know if you felt this way, but the first time you get to the farm and it's all lovely and nice and happy and you're outside with JJ and stuff... I am, that game had me so conditioned to think a certain way that when I was walking up to the farmhouse, I'm like, okay, so there's entrances on that side window-wise and the door, so I can kind of like, if I need to work my way out, I can go this way. Because when you get into situations in The Last of Us, you need to be like, where's my exit plan? Or how am I getting into this situation? Yes, but there's, um, quite late to mention, during the fight, Ellie has two of her fingers bitten off by Abby, which becomes relevant. Oh my God, does it become relevant? Because... <laughs> And then, yeah, you get back to the, the farmhouse. And I, I remember I got to the farmhouse, I walked in, and this is going to show how much of a weak little soy boy I am. I just got really emotionally, emotional and teared up because I'm just like, like she had it. Ellie had what she wanted. Yeah, and you were the, happy. And the Dina's gone and the JJ's gone. And then you walk in and Dina's like pushed all of her stuff like into that room just like and shut the door and just like, I've shut Ellie out kind of thing. Mm. Just like, and then she tries to play the song that's a Pearl Jam song. Is it future something? If I ever was to lose you, I'd surely lose myself. Yeah. The, the, the very start of the game, Joel plays... To Forelli. Yeah, when she first gets to Jackson, she says, I've got you this guitar, I'm going to teach you. And then he plays her that. And then the song comes up a couple more times, but Ellie always stops. But the song's about Joel until that last scene where I think the song is about Dina. Where she's like, she's like if I ever to lose you, that being Dina now, because like, and then she can't play it because obviously she lost her two fingers. Or she she just... plays it, but she plays it like she still plays it, but is missing a couple of notes. Yeah. Because she obviously can't do because she's missing her pinky and her um, ring finger on her left, which is what the two ones you do if you're right handed, you do the notes with. It's yeah. just, it, as soon as I, as, as soon as she it... picked up the guitar, I was like, she's not going to be able to play it with the fucking. And then it was that song, and I was like, it didn't sound right. And it's because you've lost so much of yourself because you were going for the. Oh, I thought, this is well done. This is good. And then she. The, where, where does the flashback happen between the final conversation between Joel and Ellie? It's just there. Is it that I think, it's that I think it's just either after she picks up the guitar or after she puts it down. Yeah, like she starts strumming and then it goes back to fucking, I lost it. I, I bailed like a baby in my seat. Just like, oh, when, it, when like, she's like, I don't know if I can forgive you, but I'm I want to try. try. And then Joel's just like, he breaks down. And it's just like, oh. And it's, that's their final interaction I'm happy with because originally there could have been like I thought it might have been at the dance or there's that time where you you and Ellie like go to uh, the hospital she's just like fuck you I never want to talk to you again like you ruined my life blah blah mm. blah it's just I love the ending did I wish it had gone on as long as it did no but when it finally got to it could they have had the same emotional impact on you if they had True. a shorter story? True. Very Probably good point. not. I guess I, I think a second playthrough will be what helps me settle this in my mind. Yeah. Because during that first playthrough, the game is so taxing. It's so much work. It takes a lot of out of you. Getting through that last segment as Ellie, I was just like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. I was like, this, none of this, is, not that it's not fun in terms of, like, I'm still having fun, like, stealthing my way around all this stuff it's just not fun in terms of like the characters that I care about and I just I want this to be over for Ellie 
if that makes sense. Yeah, it completely makes sense. Yeah, I, as I keep saying, I was worried what they were going to do with it, but having now played it and given us the ultimate, I was happy with what they'd done. I think they've done a really good job. Um, one thing we didn't mention, though, was the flashback, um, which our 15th birthday. I did want to, uh, yeah, as I was saying things, I remembered about the, there's the two flashbacks where, one where she goes to the museum with Joel, and the other one where... Space Museum, the dinosaurs were brilliant. Uh, they're clearing out, uh, like, they're trying to get the strings the for the guitar, and they go into the hotel. That moment's great, though, because uh, there's definitely a Joel-sized hole in this video game, where you you, you, and, you don't have that... Joel, Ellie, dynamic gameplay type thing. And when you get that hotel and you and Joel are working together, and it's like, oh, I, s- oh, I missed this. I missed this. I missed, like, you and I, like, taking on bloaters and, like, fucking taking on tons of, like, clickers and stuff like this. That was a great wee gameplay element. I missed this gameplay of these two. But the bit at the museum is where for Ellie's 15th birthday. It's like, I missed this story. It evoked that- the same feeling as the, like, when you came across the giraffes. Yeah. That kind of oh, just these two joking around because obviously Ellie was born after the outbreak. She doesn't know any of the old world and the life. She does happen to quite like space and um, dinosaurs. She takes her to a dinosaur and space museum, and she obviously loves it. And you get to interact with everything, look at it, and climb inside a capsule. When they're playing around, like she, he pushes her into the water, and then he pushes her, and yeah. Like, it's like that was the stuff from the last of us, obviously, that we loved, and it gave us that we. And I think it kind of it culminates perfectly when they get into the capsule, and he's found out a recording of the oh, of a space launch. My heart, my heart. She puts, she's got. I don't know if you had the. You picked up a helmet and put it on for. I did, yeah. Yes, yeah, so Takes that off, puts her headphones in, and then listens to it. And you can just—it's almost like a kind of dream sequence where she's imagining she's doing it. Kind of similar to. And left behind, where like R- Riley and Ellie find the arcade machine, and like Riley describes what's happening on the screen while Ellie's got her eyes closed, yeah. and like it's just little things like that, just just nice moments that take you yeah. away for the killing people. Yeah, those two, two flashbacks. I didn't even realize it until I was talking about there. Like those two flashbacks, it gives you those those feelings of Joel and Ellie like exploring, like talking about comic books and joking, and then it also gives you that gameplay feeling you used to have with Joel and Ellie from The Last of Us of like. Those two moments cement... They're very nostalgic. Nice wee caveats that are kind of taken up by the, the very last scene where they're chatting about you said you were um, touched so deeply by uh, what he's uh, what he's drinking the coffee. Yeah. And if, uh, you like that he's... I don't know why, because obviously it's so hard to come across coffee in the kind of world they're living in. I loved the fact he'd managed to find some coffee. And he got... I felt really happy for you, him. You're a person who likes your coffee. I've got one sitting in front of me right you're, now. And it's a very, very hot day. And I was like, do you really want coffee in a hot 28 day? degrees is comfortable. And you're like, okay, I'll have a coffee. Yeah, coffee. Uh, coffee the way. Yeah, it's... There's, this game's full. Like, we've already been recording... For maybe... This is maybe going to be the longest episode we ever put out. But I don't care. Because I just wanted to talk about this game with you. There's so much more we could say about this game. There's t- <laughs> so much more notes. There's, I mean... Is there anything more you want to say? Oh, nothing massively important. Uh, uh, no, I think I think I'm good. I just the fucking dogs is just <laughs> just the dogs. Just reference the dogs again. Uh, Bastards. Make I, me kill I guess because this is kind of like a review. Is there like a would you give this a rating of any kind? What would your what would your little closing blurb if you were writing for a gaming web? What would your little closing statement of the the Last of Us Part Two be? Uh, well, I've read quite a lot of reviews that you used to write in your blog. Uh, I don't know if it's still up. Ramblingsofascotsman.com. There you go, it's still going. Um, I 
the last is part two directed by you. That's how you always started them. Um, is a game that I'm not gonna. I fucking loved it. Um, the only way I describe it is a masterpiece. It's as far as video games go. It's one of the best games ever made. It's. Um, I've never played any of the Final Fantasy games, but people always say I think it's seven or thirteen or some shit. It's one of the best games ever made. Last is two is one of the best things ever made. Um, up there with one, the, the first one. Uh, for me, up there with Bioshock Infinite. Um, a game that I can go back to I recently replayed and still absolutely loved it I've got no doubt I'll replay this in years to come and it'll just be it'll still hit all the feels would you want this will probably this will be my last question before I, I do the wrap up would you want another Last of Us or would you be fine with the ending as it does in the one hand I don't I wouldn't mind it if they'd done the same universe but a different story Kind of set in a different continent Abbey like situation of a new character there even yeah if they want to do Abbey fair enough but I don't although I'm fucking curious what Ellie's up to now <laughs> so in the one hand yes and the other hand no I think they've left it in a decent place but also if they did how with more stuff I wouldn't be fucking objecting even with the kind of the kind of vitriolic response some people have seemed to have had oh, to this game uh, that's so you just know that if a Last of Us three comes out, they'll go and play it anyway. Imagine how you're feel like kind of emotionally feeling. Involved. Imagine how the fucking people that make it are feeling, and yeah. the actors and actresses. I do mean, it. Uh, some a person like Neil Druckmann or Troy Baker, or Ashley Johnson, or anyone who works Not Dog will never hear this. But if for a chance any of them were to ever make it to this point and hear it, I just want to say thank you to all of those people for the astonishing work they did of what is one of the best games I've ever played. It's up there with obviously the Last of Us. It's just it's. The emotions this game made me feel is mental because it's a video game. I've, mm. I can't. Only The Last of Us and the most recent God of War, maybe Bashing Infinite, are games that have made me feel the way this game has felt, and I can't thank them enough for that experience. Though, I, and thank you for the great night's sleep because I slept like a baby <laughs> after it. But God, it was still tough. just be prescribed as a um, something to get you yeah, to sleep. Play like this for like nine hours a day, and pff, you'll sleep perfectly. Yeah, for me. Blast was part two. Fucking perfect. Gorgeous. Lovely. Everything I wanted. I'm so happy about it. Not what I was expecting, which makes it even better. Uh, yeah, I absolutely loved it. So just to quickly, before we finish off then, um, Ashley Johnson, who famously plays Ellie, um, who thinks her better character? Playing Ellie or Gretchen from Recess? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is a rough one. Uh, well, what we can do is I can wrap up by say giving that question to the audience or for anyone who might be listening uh, this has been the Manding Movie Podcast I am gonna uh, if you've made it this far because this is maybe the longest time I've ever put out thank you so much uh, I would if you have played The Last of Us Part 2 or any of The Last of Us and are just here to listen in uh, gaze your thoughts uh, so hit us up at, at meanderingpod on twitter uh, if you go to facebook or instagram and search for meandering movie podcast you'll find us there and you can email us meanderingmoviepodcast at gmail.com I needed this outlet of being able to talk about this game with Ross glad I could help hopefully this was maybe a nice wee outlet for you if you don't have someone to talk to and if you want someone to talk to fucking send me all the messages you want and I'll chat up a storm with all of you because I, I could easily keep talking about this game and recording about it uh, thank you to Ross for coming on the Meandering Move podcast. His first, potentially not his last, ever uh, showing on the on the podcast. Thanks very much. I've very much enjoyed it. It's it's been a pleasure having you, my good friend. That I've known for way too many years. Uh, that is us. Goodbye. Thank you. And for Ryan, music is life. It's Meandering.
movies listening to Gary Ryan and Gavin. It's all about films, but goes off course. Will there be arguments? Of course, cause everyone knows their lives are dull and they have nothing else to talk about.